<laughs> Hold on. It's, okay, we're good. Hey guys, welcome back to the Anime Collector and the fifth installment of the Open Chest Anime Podcast with me, the Anime Collector, and my co-host, Augie. Augie. Yeah. Oh. I stupidly left it on in the, the background. I started getting an echo. We're good now. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> An interesting place to start the podcast at. Augie was just telling me about some laws in Alabama. <laughs> Go ahead. So, because it's Alabama, if I live stream, if I record, that's another issue. But if I live stream, I cannot drink because that'll be public intoxication. That's as hilarious. Weird as that is. That can't. That's okay. So. <sighs> Nobody really wants to hear this story, so I'm just going to tell it now while people are funneling in. This is what my, my life has been for the last month. Went to California early, before Anime Expo, to uh, go to my wife's grandma's birthday, right? We, we wanted to surprise her. So we go early, like on the 18th of June or something, and... Shortly after we get there, my wife's grandma falls, busts open her mouth, uh, teeth broken everywhere, uh, bad news. And it's like, oh yeah, her, uh, Julie, my wife just uh, came to the door to, to motion things to me. Yeah, her, um, her maxilla bone, the bone, it's like the upper jaw is cracked and it's like this all the way up to like the eye socket area. Anyway, so this was a very stressful, you know, it's funny right before I was done with everything. Cause it's been like a month long, this thing. I was like, I, I that phrase, I need a vacation from my vacation was like ringing true. But so anyway, we, uh, we were concerned because we needed my wife's mom to babysit our son while we went to anime expo. Like this was something that we absolutely needed. And, and, uh, the whole grandma falling in and, you know, bashing up her face, uh, really threw a wrench into the whole thing. But luckily we were able to, um, you know, everything worked out in terms of anime expo, but it was stressful. Let me put it that way. Um, this was the most difficult anime expo, I've ever done because we did so much more than we usually do. We don't usually go to premieres. We don't usually get in lines. We're usually just in the exhibit hall. When we first started going to Anime Expo, there were a couple things that we did. We did the AMV contest every year, which I don't think they do anymore, um, and AX Idol, which was fantastic up until the last year they did it. And the last year they did it, Johnny Young Bosch made such an ass of himself that they stopped doing it. And that's probably not the real reason they stopped doing it, but to everybody who saw it, that's that feels like why they stopped doing it. But anyway, um, it was really taxing. So I just finished um, uploading, and I published it this morning, the uh, Tokyo Ghoul um, first impressions video. And uh, I got to tell you, the, the videos we recorded, the first impressions – um, you can really see, like the card Captor Sakura one happened on day one, um, and then we didn't do one for day two because the YouTuber meetup conflicted with Violet Evergarden, 
and then um, by day three, you could just see how like how badly, um, or I guess we did uh, Resident Evil on day one, so you can see like we're we're still energetic. Basically, what I'm getting at is that Lupin and Tokyo Ghoul, we're just zapped energy wise, right? We're just totally zapped. And I actually asked in that video at the end of it for some feedback as to whether or not you guys actually enjoyed um, seeing the first impressions for uh, stuff at Anime Expo. Man, my internet connection does not seem like it's going so well right now. But um, nobody commented. <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, I do collect manga as well, just to answer the question. Let's see if I can do this without unplugging anything. I'm feel like I'm going the wrong way. Uh, you, uh, that's why. Uh, all these boxes up here have manga in them. Um, so anyway, because uh, we need to decide whether or not we're going to do this again next year because it, it took a lot out of us, right? Uh, and I'm getting to a much bigger thing um, about what's going on, but I just need to throw that in there. It's something that was on my mind um, uh, on whether or not we're actually going to get the premiere passes next year because they cost almost a thousand bucks for my wife and I to have them. And we need to know if it's going to be worth it to continue doing those videos, you know, those first impression videos where we actually try to go to a bunch of premieres and whatnot. Uh, anyway, so. Um, the alternative is to get press passes, which we're going to try to do because they do the same thing as Premiere, and they're free. Uh, so we're going to try that. But anyway, uh, just to get back to the point. So Anime Expo was really stressful this year for a lot of reasons. Um, then I drove back to Arizona on July 5th, and I just worked on videos every day. And we talked in the last podcast about how I had this financial situation with uh, a company I worked for in London that totally screwed me over by the way, still haven't been paid by them. Uh, and uh, how I was like living off of like ramen basically, or actually I ordered ramen on Amazon. I had my wife order it with her credit card and Amazon guaranteed me two days delivery. And then they said, Oh, hold on. Uh, the shipping's a little bit delayed. And then the next day is like, no, we can't, we, we can't get you ramen. It just can't be done. We canceled your order. Anyway, but um, so I, I, I worked uh, in Arizona. I got the first three first impression videos up uh, and as well as the um, the day zero video where I almost killed Mr. Nice Guy's mailman. Um, and uh, then I had to drive back to California to pick up my wife drive her back to Arizona for one day so that she could go to a doctor's appointment and then drive us back to Arizona or back from Arizona to California again. So I've put like 2000 miles on the car in the last month. Um, oh, I'm definitely going to AX next year. FDD and M. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, but uh, um, anyway, so, so we went back there and it's just the, the bottom line what I'm getting at here is I'm trying to, get all this off my chest. This has been so damn stressful lately. And I'm a little bit high strung right now. So just trying to trying to cool down. But this is all getting back to um, to Augie talking about Alabama's uh, intoxication rules. So anyway, I literally drove back from California this morning. And it's a six hour ish drive, right? And uh, I got to the Safeway, which is like our grocery store in Arizona. I got there at 5.30 this morning, and I stopped there on the way home so that because there's no food in the house for reasons I had discussed in the last podcast. Um, 
and uh, I needed to pick up some food for my wife and son so that I could go to bed, wake up in time for the podcast, and, and it wouldn't be an issue. And I tried to buy, <laughs> I tried to buy this at uh, at um, Safeway, and they've got this really dumb law that I knew they had in California, but I thought for sure Arizona wouldn't adapt this law because there are a bunch of cowboys over here, uh, where you can't buy alcohol uh, until after 6 a.m., which I think is the dumbest law in the world um, because, number one, it discriminates against people like myself who work on a night schedule. Number two, people plan ahead. And number three, who the hell is the victim there? So anyway, um, I went back and a half hour later. I thought I would really need it today. <laughs> I didn't drink any of it. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so uh, if you're just tuning in, Augie was uh, telling me that it's illegal for him in Alabama to drink while live streaming because it's considered public intoxication. Uh, and I think that um, – I think that's ridiculous. Anyway. Also, so, uh, go ahead. To make this, also, to make this clear, I don't drink or smoke in general okay. or at all, so. Well, uh, let's talk about now that we've sort of warmed things up a little bit. Let's talk about the uh, the pickups for for the last two weeks. Should I go first? I don't have a lot. Is it a Hemi or is it a Ford? Say what? Well, you picked up. Is it a Hemi or a Ford? Come on, <laughs> okay, um, I drive a Toyota Avalon. Okay. <laughs> um, God, my brain just shut off. Where did I? Oh, here. Okay. Okay. As you sort things out, I'll go ahead. Go. So let me let me go first, and and then and then you go, and then we'll do our um our dogishy stuff. All right, because I've only got a couple things. So just gonna show. Uh, so this did I? I don't remember if I talked about this last podcast. I think that this arrived after last podcast. So I got this. Uh, this is the writing bean. Uh, Kickstarter and apparently I also got two of these Don't remember doing that, but um, I think that okay, so I backed the inspector Percy uh, level which guaranteed me the uh, the check disc Right, so this is before the thing, you know got signed off on They sent out the check disc to get I Can't tell if this is okay. Yeah <laughs> This is going to be weird looking back on this. Uh, it, the webcam froze for me, but uh, they sign off on it, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's actually what they're doing here or if they just signed it like as a souvenir for the person they sent it to, which is me. Anyway, so I got that one. I got the Inspector Percy one. And then I also backed it with a different account, which I always do because I want to get, you know, Kickstarter exclusive uh, and then any other version that they have. I want to get every version that's available when it's a Kickstarter because I think that that's going to quantities will run out or whatever. You know, it just, it just seems like something that's worth doing. And uh, so I ended up getting two of these because I think I thought one of them was a DVD set or a non Kickstarter thing. But when I looked into it, I'm like, no, I guess I guess I just bought two. And then I, okay. <laughs> And then I also got this one somehow. <laughs> so I don't know what exactly happened there, but I got two other things. Well, actually, maybe I just, as you can tell, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm just trying to, trying to come down from everything that's my, my last month. Uh, I've got four of these because uh, I guess I got one for each set, and I had three different sets there, plus one they sent with the, uh, the check disc. 
man, I really cannot tell. Can you can you guys tell me if the um, if the webcam is like freezing and stuttering for you, or if it's just doing that for me? Because I can't tell. I'm, if check, it's... I'm in checking every so often. You've been fluid with so. I'm in fluid. Okay, because I keep seeing it happen. It's really distracting for me. Anyway, so I also got the. Uh, I haven't un untaped them, but I also got the keychains here. Um, and then in other things, oh yeah, there's also by the way. Um, yeah, this was this is partially partially why it was so confusing. So they shipped out a bunch of extra discs like this because they accidentally put the DVD um, cover art on the the discs that they made, and that really confused me because the entire reason the entire reason that they made the Blu-ray set was to make a Blu-ray set for the Kickstarter, and I thought like, what DVD set? And it turns out they actually were talking about. Uh, the discard from the original set here. So um, the Blu-ray accidentally had this art on it um, from the original release. You know, I'm going to leave the call real quick and uh, and come back and see if that improves things. Let's see. God, I hope I don't stop the broadcast. I guess I'm going to leave the call. Continue broadcast. I'm still here, though. Oh, okay. No, no. How do I? <sighs> I just had a five-hour energy shot, by the way. Just, just what? to further talk about why my I don't. Okay, we'll see if this gets better. Um, so just to go over my other pickups, because I can figure this out while Augie's going through his. I also got the ever so lovely, not really, uh, live-action Ghost in the Shell. And Dragon Ball Super Volume 1. Both of these I am returning uh, for a, a, a better version because Amazon is just fired. They're totally fired with sending things. The slipcover's all banged up, and the Ghost in the Shell one is all, like, smushed in a crappy We Recycle case that doesn't work for anybody who actually buys DVDs, um, which is hilarious because any actual collector just throws that crap out and puts it in a real DVD case. So they're actually hurting the planet more than they think they're helping it. Um, anyway, so go ahead, Augie. I'm going to try to take a couple deep breaths and just kind of get through whatever I'm going through right now. It's just going nuts. All righty. righty. Well, for me, for local pickups, what I, what I got is, uh, let's see, Wolf Girl and the Black Prince. One I've been wanting to finish watching for a long time. Also, for a little quick, quick, uh, cheapy, uh, volume two of Gane uh, Kill for five dollars. Dang, dude. On Prime Day, I finally got Samurai Shampoo. Hey, that's the Blu ray, but feels a deal. For the right Dude, you're, you're stuttery too. Okay. Well, let me try to finish this. Hang on. Yeah, go ahead. So on the Amazon birthday deal going on, going on, which is convenient for me, uh -huh. three items I got from it is uh, the weather report girl. Finally finished getting all the strawberry marshmallow now. And 
cat's eye completing the box. Nice. Wait, is that on? Is that sealed still in the box? No, I just cut cut the side of it. But it so came. In a, I didn't realize that when they sold it that they that it, the art box actually had a um, plastic wrap over it. Yeah. Well, mine did. Anyway, uh, so I just want to interject real quick. FDDNM said, can we make a pact to inform each other of any anime Kickstarters that happen? I love this idea because I am terrified of missing out on an opportunity. Uh, so anytime there's a Kickstarter, I'll try to bring it up. And if you guys could do the same, message me on Twitter, Facebook, whatever you want to do, comment. Um, that'd be awesome because I don't want to miss any. And we can go over, I think we went over in an earlier podcast, all the ones that I had backed. So I'm not going to go over those again today. Uh, but um, yeah, I went over all of them that I knew that I knew of, uh, including ones that I missed but still managed to get. Uh, so anyway, go ahead, Augie. And finally, because I've mentioned this for a while now, I finally got my monster moves today. So how does that look in a um, bookcase? You were saying well, it was better than. Well, uh, obviously anything is better than Garfield back there. Because it actually has an end label on it. That shirt, I guess, is your uh, your um, uniform for this podcast. Well, I see you're wearing your collector shirt. I'm not, actually. Um, I, I, I wore this shirt to the Your Name premiere because, uh, this is just a quick side note, because my wife was wearing a shirt that was the exact same, like the Reglan cut, but it was the inverted colors. And I knew about the body switching before... I went in, but she didn't know about it, so that was like a little bit of a... Anyway, go ahead, continue. <laughs> so, unlike Garfield with the butt print, mm -hmm. print, Monster Musume, well, you will know is labeled Monster Musume, except right here. Okay, but if you were to put that in your collection, how far does it stick out compared to a regular DVD? Well, as you can tell, tell from this, it's okay. Uh, so, at least it's the same height. I can, yeah. I'll give him that. I'm willing to speculate with this box. It's probably going to be the same size as the bento box, but yeah. So, so was that a bento box on the inside? Well, I can't open it for YouTube reasons because as you open this, it unfolds to reveal big titties. Okay. But it is it is like a bento box because I when uh, you told me it's that like, um, it's either a bento box or a old Japanese gift box. I'm not really sure. Oh, maybe yeah. Because when you mentioned that, I was like, I thought they did that for the Food Wars set, you know? Okay, so maybe but, uh, that makes more sense. But looking at the current oh. lecture editions, they seem to try to mock what they did with uh, No Game No Life. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, thank God. You know, I know I have nothing to do with this, grand scheme of things, but I'm just magic because uh, in 2010, I went to the NIS America booth and I complained that their premium sets were stupid because they wouldn't fit in a regular bookcase. Um, and they gave me lip about how, no, this is how people want them. The very next year, I went back to their booth they started selling standard editions with regular-sized cases or something like that. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but that's that's how I perceived it because, I, you know, anyway. Did the exact same thing at Pony Canyon last year, this year, 
regular size sets. This year, went to Sentai, told them to stop the what they were doing with these ridiculously oversized packages. Now, I'm not saying I'm the one doing this, but I'm going to take full credit for <laughs> for the fact that Squid Girl, Sakamoto, and um, and Haikyuu are getting regular sort of uh, limited edition sets that are in like a box, like Beyond the Boundary, Chinibio, and um, No Game No Life, as was mentioned. Oh, anyway. Well, my two cents um, of comparing the two boxes, I kind of like mustard. Look-wise, I like the Marchand called well. Looks like Garfield, <laughs> but uh, packaging-wise, I like Monster Musume because one, it's not easy breakable jewel cases. They use a pretty good quality DVD case for the soundtrack, DVD, and Blu-ray, and everything just kind of folds neatly and it's organized. Yeah. So I just I just wanted to address. Okay. Yeah, all right, I misread something. Um, yeah, that the Monster Musume box looks like uh, looks like it it's gonna get shelfwared out the wazoo. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I agree with. I'm not gonna go through the whole chat. I'm just gonna catch up by saying I agree with what what has been said from then on. <laughs> um, anyway, well let me well let me catch up on the chat quick as you gather stuff. Okay. Do you uh, have do, more, do you have more get, uh, uh, pickups? That's it. Okay. So I'm going to move on while else. you're catching up on the chat. So, because we watched uh, Dagashi Kashi this week or this, these last two, I haven't caught up with the chat. Well, catch up with, with the chat while I go through my stuff. Well, well pause as I go through the chat. All right. So first <laughs> I want to start eating stuff. Dang it. <laughs> so I, I no. went to. I, well, okay. So to to further my story about what it's been like since I got back. I got back. I went, you know, I went back and got got that drink. Um, came back home, went to bed at like six thirty, maybe seven in the morning. Um, got up at twelve, and eventually made my way down to uh, a Japanese supermarket that was in Phoenix. So it was like like forty five minutes away, uh, and. All the while, I hadn't finished Tagashi Kashi yet. <laughs> I was on episode six, uh, and I kept getting halfway through episode six. But eventually, um, I I did finish it. But I hadn't finished it before I went to the to the Japanese market. So I picked up just a bunch of stuff that looked like it would be good, uh, just it would be enjoyable to eat. So I got these those little koala candies. They had like this green tea flavor, and my son. Desired the uh, panda uh, strawberry flavor, so I'm not going to eat those. Um, but uh, just wanted to show you. I also picked up some ramune, which I will be enjoying on this podcast. I uh, got that's the standard uh, flavor. The I guess I'm I'm hoping it's the lemonade, as I as I learned from the <laughs> from Dagashi Kashi, which was that was like the funniest moment in the whole thing. I also got uh, melon flavor. And then I got, this was actually in the show, but it had a different um, packaging, the Morinaga Caramels. Uh, and I also got the uh, Fue Ramune Whistles. Can't tell if this webcam is going to catch up. Come on. You're moving. I, oh, there you go. <laughs> I wasn't. Um so I got these, and, and Augie's got those as well. And then since we were down there, 
and you have to keep in mind, like I was really like pressed for time because it was like um, 45 minute drive in, 45 minute drive back, which is actually a lot longer because of rush hour at that time. But I also picked up, I went to another store that smelled horrible. It was an Asian market that just, it's, it, I'm, I wonder if their, if their fridge lost power the night before. Oh, like it smelled, it smells bad. You know, it's fresh. No, it smelled so bad that I'm concerned that it was actually like they shouldn't have opened the store. Like it smelled like things ha were rotting kind of bad, you know? Um, but there, oh, by the way, at the other place, I told my son uh, if he was good, I'd let him uh, pick up a toy. And he totally picked up a kendama, uh, which is funny because he was, in order to get him to go with us, we had to give him uh, um, my wife's phone to watch YouTube videos. And he watched uh, Samurai Jeff's latest kendama video in the car got him excited about kendamas and then we got one and then i got back and watched the rest of the dagashi kashi and saw the kendama episode so it all worked out anyway i also got the uh milkita milkshake candy banana flavor come on webcam internet please don't do this to me um and uh this says a good source of calcium on it which i think is kind of overstating things it should just say has calcium you know <laughs> that seems like a more accurate thing um and they had green tea kit kat so anyway that's all i've got go ahead oh oh wait also i found this mango drink and it has this awesome little i think it's from thailand got this awesome little guy on the on the cap and i'm gonna put uh di Sirono in it which tastes like it's like alcohol that tastes exactly like maraschino cherries So I'm gonna do that while Augie goes through his thing, and I think oh. I think we've plenty of time that whoever's gonna be in the podcast tonight is here. Well, while you eat your Twinkie with your dessert wine, uh, aside from the oh, you got the savory candy. stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I got the. Oh, I wasn't paying attention and just poured a heck of a lot of that in there. I got the whistling candy, as he said, and also the rice paper candy. So following up with the from the top to the bottom of the live chat currently. Yeah. Questions. Do you collect manga as well? Yes. Love the collection. Thank you for the collection comment. I do collect manga slowly. I'm not too big. Well, I have a decent amount, but I'm not as big as what's behind me due to cost of shipping. But I do enjoy, but I can read a manga series faster than uh, I do watch the show, but I'd rather savor the show. What else we got? This is really Are good. <laughs> Mixed with the Serono. Anyway, um, I, I just want to say that the manga is really expensive to collect because the installments, box sets tend to be cheaper in terms of anime. Go ahead. That tends to be debatable because you can find locally longer cheaper than anime depending on how you go about it if you want to collect an older series and your local store doesn't have it that's when it starts to get a little outrageous for some of these like if you look at yeah, say for example that's a good point um manga let's say it's easier to collect after the fact if you're buying it as it comes out it's going to 
really rack up in the price quickly. Um, anime will as well, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just in my experience, collecting a complete series of manga is usually going to be in the hundreds of dollars um, for buying like a, a bundle of it. Whereas anime, you can you know complete season for you know fairly cheap. Anyway, continue. All right. Are you more concerned about breaking the tradition of not attending AX ne next year? I wish I have attended AX. That's a place I would like to go. Let's see what other questions we got. Can we make a pact to inform each other of anime kickstarters that happen? Follow AC's Twitter and post there, and let's try to create a community. I like this pact. Well, don't play with your mouse. That's, oh, it's because I it's because I had the candy on the on the trackpad. Anyway. Okay, Monster <sighs> Musume. I understand the folding will get a quicker shelfware, but with how they kind of package it, this thing will probably last a look a lot longer if you take care of it and or not have children. Well, I guess that rules me out. Do we want to open the can of worms I mentioned earlier before or after the Dakashi discussion? After, because more people will talk. So, Do you know the can of worms? Did he address it to you? If I remember past podcasts, I think he's mentioned it, but it might be something... A little more to it's, it. It's Robotech related. Robotech. Oh, ooh. well. Yeah. Wait, it's not really a can of worms. Uh, that is what you're talking about, right? FDDNM. Well, let's talk about the Kashi Kashi first. Yeah, let's do that. Mine is somewhere over here. I'm not even gonna look for it. It's the same copy. It is. Except mine has a Funimation sticker right on the dang slipcover. All right, Augie, so. He says he didn't he didn't address it with you because you don't have DMs open on Twitter. So either go follow FDDNM or open up your DMs to uh, everybody so you don't have to be following them. Well, we'll do that later. Anyway. <laughs> so um, jumping right in, this is I'm 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 just riding a wave of of bad uh, recording stuff right now and I, I like my mind is just going nuts because probably very likely because of how poorly nourished I was um, when there was no money in the bank but uh, the bad recording session I had just to address that real quick was ancient Magus bride I tried to record I, I stayed in California for a long time to go to the screening so I'd have a babysitter things didn't go well end of discussion for now um, I'm still planning on trying to make the video if things don't wrap themselves up, I will address it in a future podcast. Um, but as far as Dagashi Kashi, loved it. <laughs> uh, thought it. I thought it was a lot... I thought it was way more fun than an anime deserves to be for what it was. Um, and I also think that if an American cartoon had done what they did, I would have hated it. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if I would have felt that way had I seen Tagashi Kashi in um, 
in Japan. Like if I had grown up there and, you know, um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. As you can see, I, I, you know, I went out and bought candies and stuff just because of it. And I don't usually eat this kind of stuff. But uh, what about you, Augie? Oh, I enjoyed it quite well. I remember trying to catch it as it was being real, being simulcasted. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's made from the manga was made from was published from Shonen Sunday, so I typically enjoy what they publish as well. Okay. So your average typical summer of boy meets girl, girl comedy gag series, which uh, focuses on. Well, candy. As as it tries to deliver the comedy, you also get a taste of uh, travel with this show. As mm -hmm. they talk about the origins of the candy, where it comes from, and silly scenarios like the whistling candy who try to whistle. Or whoever the guy opened trade with America to Japan, like how they try to trick Ramane to the Japanese. That was hilarious. That was so freaking funny, especially in the dub. Did you watch it dubbed or um, sub? You said you're you're trying to watch the simulcast, so wait. No totes, bro. I watched both. Okay, well, of course you did. Which I knew what totes meant. I watched it dubbed, and I gotta say that um, Tabitha. Dang it! I looked it up right before this. Tabitha Mandy, or um... no? It's gotta be. A, it's in my. You know, I, I just looked it up, so. Tabitha Ray, um, the voice actor who did Hotaru. She's really good. I, I, And it was refreshing. It was a voice actor I hadn't heard. Um, and, you know, I, she's been in other stuff. But if you look up her stuff, it's like they don't have a name next to her. Like, she's just a random character. So she's not somebody that is, like, it wasn't, she wasn't bogged down with the baggage of all the other characters that you've already heard her play, basically. Um, and I thought they did a great job with it. I'm reading FDM says, uh, I thought Dagashi Kashi was enjoyable, but ultimately he didn't feel that fulfilled because there wasn't much of a beginning or an end to it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I, haven't, I haven't fully discussed my opinion all the way yet. Uh, talking about voice actors, this is the first time I heard Todd Abercorn not be awkward for once. But. Yeah, um, let's, let's go over, since I've got it right here, let's quickly go over the list um so he was uh coconuts which is which was a great a great puns in the show because uh, his name was oh, coconutsu yeah. and they called him coconuts um tabitha Roy was hotaru uh shidere uh jeremy inman was yo justin pate was toe which i don't know why they chose to name those characters that <laughs> um and sarah ragsdale was saya um, you know, actually, one of the things that I thought was really funny and interesting about how they handled the show is um, the fact that there's only like five characters in it for almost the whole show. And they kept talking about like they were worried about leaving the shop unattended. And it's like literally the only other character in the show is that little kid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought it was really funny how they how, how little they actually drew other people. And it was just like they, they kind of referenced it towards the end of the series. Like um, uh, like the fact that there's just nobody else there. Or, or I guess it was during the festival episode. Boy, I hate these headphones. The, during the festival episode where um, 
where they're like, I didn't realize there were this many people in town. I was like, oh, yeah, no, they're from out of town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I liked how they discussed the dichotomy of how this candy store's ran. Mm -hmm. How it's ran, how Toe, I believe, is the father. How he has uh, I think I think Toe is the kind, friend, actually. Toe is the friend, anyway. Like, Yo or Toe, the big guy. How he has a friendly demeanor towards kids and how the rich girl. Yeah, yo, yo is the father, just to, just to clarify. Um, anyway, go ahead. The rich girl. Anyway, the rich girl, the, the her, the Hotoru. Hotoru. Enters the town trying to get his dad to, his being Coconut's dad, to sell mm -hmm. the shop to her so they can expand her candy empire, or what her family does. Yeah. So you have... Well, no, that's that, not what she wanted. She wanted him to work for her. Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. Like they basically yeah. wanted, to, yeah. Because the the plot was that they wanted, she she needed to get coconuts to take over the shop so that the dad who was running the shop would be freed up to go to work for their company. Of course, they wanted to make their own stalls. Like they wanted to start a chain of stores that were just like his, basically. Anyway. So you have the car caramel candy is actually really good. <laughs> so you have that. You have the whole Sandlot Summer, mm -hmm. which I like how they go about it. I still think Sandlot committed a feral offense for having the tequila song without the tequila dance. What are you talking about, Sandlot? Mm -hmm. They used the song tequila when they got drunk and went to the summer fair, summer carnival. That same song, Tequila, was also used in Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he did the infamous tequila dance in the bar. I never watched Pee Wee. Uh, Are you talking about the Sandlot, the movie? Yeah, the one with the um, smalls, you're killing me, pitcher's got a big butt. My dog. dad is in that movie, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad's a stunt man, or he was when I was growing up. Uh, he is one of the robbers. When they're telling the story about the dog, they have a, a stunt he did where he falls like on the hood of a car, and they they show that stunt from like four different angles. Anyway, go, continue. <laughs> I wish your dad was the forever guy, but uh, <laughs> um, so you have have the summer like what well, they do this summer. You kind of see where where they are, where they go, and. Kind of relatable if you live in a smaller town. Yeah. Then you have the silly stories that they do. Like I said before, for the whistling candy, how they how Japan opened trade with America. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to learn a lot about, like, because you couldn't do this with American candy because American candy is just like eat this, get a sugar high, and then crash. You know, and then we have we have the gimmicks like, dude, eat a Snickers or or whatever the the commercials are but with this it's like they had the glico caramels that are like uh they give you uh this many calories so that you can run like this many meters and whatnot um i thought it was i thought it was really fun you know a fun way to um kind of go through the fact that there's a lot more history behind dagashi which by the way um the title of the show dagashi kashi translates to like cheap um sweet candy or something like that so Dagashi is like a, a, a special type of Japanese snack uh, sold at like 
um, you know, either Dagashi stores or like convenience stores that are um, that are just really cheap because they're just for kids. So they're 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 not, uh, uh, you know, they're just like a cheap little throw down a dollar and, and walk out with um, with more than one little type of candy sometimes. So anyway, um, but yeah, I thought it was really interesting uh, how they. Um, I mean, there's just so much to it. There was so much more candy than exists over here, it felt like. You know, because over here, it's like, oh, we've got this kind of candy bar, this kind of candy bar, that kind of candy bar. But they had, like, um, what you might consider pogs. You know, like, they had they were they were candies that were also games or also activities, you know? And there also were just so freaking many of them. Say what? Also horror stories. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because um, remember I was telling the story about how I had to finish the show. Um, that was the episode where I'm like, okay, so we, we went out, got all the candy and stuff. We went and got some Thai food, brought it home. Family's going to sit in the bedroom and watch, uh, pick up where I left off because I needed to finish the show. That episode is the one that I um, was watching at that point. And, uh, yeah, my son, uh, we're my wife and I feel so bad. Like, we're going to give him nightmares over the, because uh, he's four, you know over the, the, the grandpa with the bleeding eyes and all that. <laughs> yeah, what talk, we'll see. What are you talking about? Sometimes to a four-year-old kid, a dead body, ooh, cool, it's all gross and stuff. You also have that side to it as well. Yeah. I don't think he's going to have nightmares from it, but, but it was, I don't know. So what's going on with me right now is the fact that I drove um, six hours last night I'm like, it's part of my, my chiropractic problem is that the nerve in my, um, I'm pinching a nerve at my brainstem. You know, it's part of the problem mm -hmm. with my spine that causes me to be constantly in a fight or flight state. So I have like all this like weird tension, racing thoughts and anxiety happening right now that doesn't need to be there. And it's like, for, you know, from a logical standpoint, it's like, dude, just calm down. But inside, it's like I, I literally can't, you know, and it's driving me nuts right now. I think you guys can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't mention Saya and her brother's uh, coffee shop. Oh, God. Yeah, I just saw the uh, the comment about the food review channel. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the coffee shop was a little bit weird. Because they wanted, uh, well, Hojuru basically, I gotta stop eating these. These are, I can barely talk with them in my mouth right now. But Hojuru was talking about having Saya because she was so good at games. Like she was, like she picked them up really fast and she was really good at them. She was like, You should work at the Dagashi store. And I'm like, She already runs a coffee shop. With a coffee shop, aside from them still having a smoking section, which you know, the small dump in town, that's a, that's probably nice because you can live, get the blue collar in, trap and rest, and also the white collar overstressed. Um, the coffee, unlike hot chocolate and tea, which is simple, that's a complicated science. Like how you brew it, what to brew, the temperature of it. Do I get a French? Do, how long should I leave it in a French press? Should I just wait for the whole thing to happen? 
run through the pot or should I just quickly get it then put the pot in? Mm -hmm. And it's a very complicated bean, it turns out. Hence why I have another reason why, another factor as to why you have two Starbucks corner to corner, wherever that is. Yeah, down the street, down yeah. the other street, and that other street too. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What's strange, what's strange around here is some barbecue branches are like that, and I don't see what the big deal about that branch is either. Say Arby's? Barbecue. Barbecue. Okay. We have South Carolina stuff. Oh, no. We never, we never heard of this Texas dry rub. I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever actually eaten it. Oh, uh, so we have the ending of the show, which Didn't, is... What was the last episode? I just watched it like an hour ago. What happened? Um, what happened? Oh, it, that was the one... Wait, That's like a two-parter where Otoru asks coconuts to make her make his decision mm -hmm. and she kind of leaves and it yeah. ends open-endedly however it's enough for me to want to read the comics so yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't anime. mind reading the, the manga oh yeah for a short anime like that to get me hyped up one to get me hyped up two to just be flat out fun mm -hmm. keeping a pace where it doesn't feel like i'm sitting there for hours it feels like 15 minutes has passed, and I watched three episodes. Yeah. Beautiful animation. And a catchy opening and ending thing. Mm -hmm. The characters were really, um, the personalities were really likable. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it just, uh, the, to put it very simply, it was a very fun show. It wasn't, didn't need to take it too seriously. Um, it was just one of those things you could kind of put on and enjoy what you were watching. And it's also one of those shows where I feel like I could rewatch it in the near future, as oh, you yeah. basically did, and enjoy it just as much the second time around. So maybe we can get the manga over here. Maybe yes, maybe no. I don't know. I'm interested to read more. But it. But for those who want a direct plot and end, this one's kind of open and floaty. So you can kind of watch the first episode, then skip to any other episode. I'd argue that the yeah. last two you'd have to watch in sequence cause of a slight tension. Yeah. But other than yeah. that. They they could easily have continued and at well I was gonna say they could have just they could have had hundreds of episodes, but really they are kind of limited to how much candy there was. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What kind of got me with one of the candies is you saw the face of Felix the cat. Yeah, I, that was in the last episode. Yeah, I saw that too. Or that was the one with the... the hold on, I thought it was second to last, but anyway. Okay, hold on. My, my four-year-old wants to kiss me goodnight. Oh. <laughs> Here, bye. Hey, bud. Two dreams. <laughs> All right. Um, what were we saying? <laughs> um, that, that last episode we were talking about the. It was either the last few, one or the second to last yeah, one. Yeah, I think it was the second matter. last one because that was the one with the gum where the where he he didn't win and he was trying to impress that girl. Yeah. That little kid. 
I would have done the kiss on camera, but my son apparently is going to sleep naked. So <laughs> anyway, um, that, that totally just killed everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, so well. what was your favorite? Uh, I mean, you obviously you didn't taste. Um, I mean, you, I don't I've had some of the candy. we've had some of the candy, but in I mean, terms like of just candy. Yeah, exactly. But in terms of just, um, we're got to address the chat. We're in Arizona. It's really hot out here. It's not that weird. <laughs> oh come on! It's just a dry heat over in Alabama. We're boiling in the Anyway, um, what was your favorite? Uh, like thinking back, which ones did you really like? Like which episodes? Uh, uh, not not necessarily because of the episode, but because the the, the uh, little gags that revolved around the candy. Which were your favorites? Let me ask that. I wish you would let me know known that ahead of time. I would have had a list to point that out. But from memory, uh, the ones I liked was the ramené, okay. scary gum. Uh, this off-filler episode where you see the two girls bond, both episodes. Mm -hmm. So one involved the poo candy. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure what the other one involved. I think it was the same... Same part of the episode where she rescues her from the rice paddy field. Yeah. I feel like it, one of the things that was kind of funny about the show is how dirty everybody's mind was except for Hotaru. Oh, yeah. She's, she's just a sweet candy girl. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, I liked the uh, – in terms of candy, that I, I, I both enjoyed it in the show and also would have I, – I looked for it. Uh, when I was at the store was the the grape candy where one of them was really sour I want to try that I think it'll be very similar to what our version of that was mm. back in the 90s what was ours called I forgot what it was called I just picked it up because it had grapes on it and promised to be sour huh well I like it because um, you know I've been I wrote this um, I've been like developing like this detective series and in this series I, I I wrote in this restaurant this that they eat at where they have a it's a sushi place that has this roll called the Russian roulette roll and basically there's six of them and one person one of the rolls is just loaded with wasabi underneath the fish so it like just to the point where it's just you you want to die after after having it um, so I always like the uh, I always like the Russian roulette style foods. I've always got a kick out of that. Um, so I liked that one. I also liked the uh, the fake beer that uh, that Hotaru gets actually drunk off of. <laughs> that was one of the earlier episodes. Oh yeah, I think that was like three or four, something like that. Yeah. So what about you guys in the chat? I know that um, is John Chang here. He was he's being silent if he is he uh, he messaged me on on Twitter he mentioned that he had finished watching um, Dagashi Kashi yesterday um, oh yeah there's one aspect of Dagashi Kashi that we haven't talked about the fact that the name also translates to however my read was whatever but same thing uh, it's Dagashi Kashi yeah. yeah anyway go ahead oh uh, the different show cameos that they like Gundam. Fist yeah, I knew. I, I had a feeling that was the reason you suggested it, because <laughs> I well, knew you were going to know all of them. That Saint Seiya, obviously, and so much more. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked that much in depth about the opening and ending. I know the ending will stand out because it's like another 
energized version of Alice in Wonderland with the uh, uh, Calorie Queen. Yeah, I really, I really liked Hotaru's character. Like, um, to be perfectly honest, I'm not. I've never really understood the waifu culture, like the waifu um, thing. But uh, I felt like she had, she had real good. Um, uh, I don't know the way the way to phrase it, but she she seemed like she was prime for for a prime candidate. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm gonna open up that ramen. You <laughs> gotta slam it down. It's stuck to my hand, though. There you go. I don't want to break my computer or spill soda on it. There. Dang it. <laughs> I'm glad I had that foresight. <laughs> I'm literally, with sheer force of will, holding <laughs> the soda in the bottle right now. <laughs> Never play that game, but what I would do with Ramene, I would put it on a hard counter and kind of slowly work it down. Yeah. See, the problem is that I'm. I this is a standing desk that I'm standing at, so it's it's elevated. And if I were to do that, I'd break it and and launch the computer down. I can't believe I managed to only let like three drops come out of that. <laughs> Whew, I felt that pressure. So is it going to be lemon flavored? It does not. It tastes like bubble gum. I feel lied to by the show. Because no. the the thing in that that episode was about the lemonade that the name the name yeah. came from his way of the Japanese pronunciation of lemonade, but that also was practically a lie. Um, so what? Oh, well, uh, Hotaru, yeah. referring to the waifu thing, I was talking about uh, Hotaru. I, I loved her outfits, and I loved how every episode they were slightly different. I like both characters. Uh, I liked both, but I'm just saying that Hotaru. The only thing I didn't, the only thing about Hotaru that was a little bit weird is her eyes. Oh, how deranged she was, like an old bonkers. Oh my goodness! Or Duck, or, <laughs> yeah, uh, they Dark were Wing they Duck. were a little creepy. Yeah, I've watched enough Darkwing Duck and Bonkers to get over that. It'd be enough. It it might they might look um, less weird in the manga. I wonder, like the way they're drawn. Oh, it's probably drawn the same way. No, it's probably drawn the same way. But I'm just saying. Seeing it still, picture to picture, rather than you know alive and moving, I feel like uh, I feel like it might look different. It might it might read differently, you know? Want to reveal what prize we got with our whistling candy? Oh yeah. What is what is the thing at the bottom of the uh, Fue Ramene? Huh? That's the prize. What? Oh, it's a prize. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember the episode? The episode explained it comes with yeah, a prize. I, I forgot. All right, I, I guess that I'll was go one of the, first That was one of the sorry. early episodes, so I had seen that, oh, yeah. and then I took like a week off because I was busy with editing stuff. How'd you even open right. this, dude? Mm -hmm. It has a tab at the corner that you lift. Oh, it does, and it has a little, a little pull here thing that I didn't even bother to look at. I agree with Mackie guy. I like, I like how different the eyes were. It's like something. Interesting to look at it with the uniqueness, but I'll go ahead and reveal what I got first. So what I got is this a little twig with a nipple, but really it's a top. I got a squirrel. But I'll show that. Can, on. You, can you see it? There you go. As I say, 
Couldn't oh, see it. Sweet. How thick is it? It's how thick is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you got a rocking squirrel. Yeah, it's a little rocking. Uh, doesn't doesn't really rock. It kind of like vibrates back to its original position very quickly. Anyway, so yeah, oh, that's snap. interesting. This thing spins really good. Say what? This, this thing really spins. Yeah. Yeah, may may have dropped a little bit more than two drops on the ground because <laughs> uh, it's really wet where I'm standing. Um, uh oh. So the whistle. Wow. That's, oh, you're... Oh, okay, I see. Dang. That's that's actually kind of a complicated shape on the inside for a candy. Well, want to see what else is complicated? Sure. Are you doing it in... <laughs> I, oh, I have the, I I have the camera stuck on whistle, me. But... I have the camera stuck on me. <sighs> this is killing me right now. The... I need to just stop touching it. There we go. Okay, go ahead and do it again. Okay, can you see me? Thumbs up if you can. Yes. Now can you see me? Shut up. That's it. <laughs> I laughed and it went back to me. I'm going to click on your camera. <laughs> Am I good? You're good. Okay, it's last you. time because I'm going to get a complaint. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so it's August the truth. We've we've uncovered his his secret identity. Yes, uh, whistling man. Yes, yes I do read the live chat. chat. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Ooh. This is one of my most recent subscribers, guys. Thank you for stopping in. So so anyway, should we? Um, what did you feel about the opening? I liked it. It it wasn't. It did what it's supposed to for me, get me hyped to watch more of the show. Well, it, it's not something like I would put on my... I'm not saying I wouldn't put it on my iPod kind of thing, but it's not the kind of thing where listening to it while not watching the show would make me want to come back and watch the show because of it, the, regarding the opening. Um, if Music alone, let me put it that way. Uh, it was interesting how the first couple episodes had a different opening. They, the opening kept changing. Did you notice that? Yeah. It had the same, same song, but it had same different... Same song, visuals. but slightly different visuals. Yeah, slightly different visual, visuals. So. Who animated this? Oh, no wonder it's Katakawa. Oh, wow. Kata, uh, Kata, wow. Katakawa. This is way this. more sour than I thought it was going to be. Oh. That's sour to you? The, the one I got? This is the default one, right? Yeah. Well, this isn't the exact company that they said, but this is a version of it, yeah. Let, let me rephrase that. I thought it was going to be sweet. Instead, it's sour. It's not super sour. It's just that I thought it was going to be sweet. Oh. I think they addressed it in the episode, too, but... I wonder what the yellow flavor tastes like. Since in that sketch you had coconuts be the the white mm -hmm. one, then his dad was the yellow one. Mm -hmm. That or maybe that was a sun faded one. I don't know. Oh yeah, the cher the cherry episode. How'd you how'd you react to that? 
Say that again, the cherry episode? Yeah, the one where they share the sweet cherries. What happened with that one? Yeah, Potaru and Saika on a, I guess, one of those mountains that lead that up was to the, the What does the love taste like one? Yes. Yeah, that was good. That, see, you have to understand, like I, like I was trying to explain at the beginning, even though I was like just going through that weird um, fight or flight thing with my neck. Um, I feel like I've calmed down a little bit now, but uh, I, I was having a hard time with watching the show towards the end because I'm like my four-year-old's here and I don't know, this is inappropriate. That's definitely inappropriate. Oh, I, am I tying up Hotaru? And then it's like, oh, here she is in the Shibari bondage. Just like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> so that, that particular scene, um, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to because I was more distracting my son. But uh, I'll just tell him that. Tell him that it's a rodeo. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's your answer. Um, if you want to talk about it, go ahead. No, that that was it. I liked the build up. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was good. I, I, you know, but like I said, I was a little preoccupied. Um, so I just want to catch up on the on the chat real quick. Uh, Zethus Thorn says um, they told me they got the uh, got anime membership for my stuff. I'm curious, have you? I, I assume you haven't used it yet because you, you just told me that a couple days ago. Um, no, I, I, have, I have an account of that as well. Yeah, I've got it. I, it's, I mean, I, I often wonder if it is worth it in terms of how much I actually buy off right stuff, um, but it almost certainly is <laughs> uh, because usually once a year I spend enough that I'll. I'll I'll benefit enough from it just in one purchase. Um, well, somewhere the Grand Lagoon, I would recommend would be needless if you ever get a chance to watch that. I have that actually. I just haven't watched it yet. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> FDM says he was wondering if I found it appropriate for my son. Yeah, God. I just gotta say that the 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 bomb uh, episode, the bomb ice cream, the booby ice cream episode, uh, yeah, th that's gonna take a while to uh, to iron out the inappropriate behavior from <laughs> from my kid. <laughs> well, he's gonna have he's gonna have a sister soon, so he'll understand the booby stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not sure yeah. I like that. <laughs> like he's gonna go around with this substance he can't obtain and. Uh, Say, Ooh, look at me. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but uh, it, it, things got real awkward. Um, well, you want to talk about awkward? One time, I went to a Rocky Horror show, uh, like, uh, sorry, the Rocker Rocky Horror show. way they do it live on stage. Yeah, the live one, yeah. So it was a censored one, so they didn't have people throw stuff. They had all these people dress up, and one of them was a young Dr. Frankenfurter. Okay, okay. Someone's four, someone's six to four year old son was dressed up as this, and he wanted to feel pretty. That's why he did it. I thought it was hilarious, but. Yeah. When it comes to Rocky Horror Picture Show, I guess I guess it is a little bit different, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're walking a fine line between child abuse and and you know. Anyway, let's let's get off this topic. Last last podcast, okay. uh, we we kind of went off on this for 
a good long while <laughs> and made the longest podcast we've done so far, I think. Um, Four hours, 20 minutes, and then uh, about seconds, that doesn't matter. <laughs> FDDNM says, what are you going to do when he finds your hentai collection? When does he get allowed to access it? <laughs> Referring to my four-year-old. Uh, first of all, the n- nearly 99, or nearly 100%, I'm saying probably 99% of that stuff's not even open. There are a lot of anime that I have in my collection that I think I would be more worried about him getting into, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. Haven't haven't gotten that far. <laughs> uh, I'll deal with that when the time comes. Um, what are you going to show him, Indie Geist? <laughs> um, I would much rather him see MD Geist than, let's say, Violence Jack. Personally, well, it's Violence Jack. The common the common release is all celluloid. It's not even worth watching. Nah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I just I lost it. I lost my train of thought. I was if you're uncomfortable something. about this, we can talk about something. Else. Yeah, let's let's move on. No, I'm not. Okay, uh, I'm so not, what are you going to choose for the next? What do I want to choose? Um, okay, so I, I actually want people to vote a little bit. Like I, I want to just I want to run an idea okay. past you guys. Um, I would like to watch Tonari no Seki Kun or My Neighbor Seki. Uh, which is the, what's it called? The Master of Wasting Time. It's one of those things where I'm looking over here, it's probably right next to me. Like, I could probably grab it and pull it out right now. I could, it's right here. (laughs) It's right here. Tonari no Seki-kun. Of course, I... Hold up, hold up. Hold on. Show it. Let me... I think I know why my... uh, Hold on, I, I think I know why the stream is going so bad. Let me see if I can fix this. So that's a two. I can't. There it goes. Okay. Now I can see it. Detroit Metal City is actually not a bad idea. Okay. Let me stop this real quick. And let me check here. I'm going to close this window and that window. Oh, actually, no, I need that window open so I can. Oh, no, I don't need to. I don't need that to be open to stop the broadcast later. Anyway. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what to do right now. I don't. The it's just it's not good. The the stream quality. I can't see my own camera. Like it's it's just me. But this is Tonari no Seki Kun, uh, the Master of Killing Time. That's what it's called. I'd like to watch this one. Um, there was another show. There there was two other shows I suggested to you. What were they? Do you remember? Oh, Sabagebu. Uh, Sabagebu, and. Uh... Let's see, what's it called? Uh, oh, yeah, Survival. Girls in Panzer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Girls in Panzer, Sabagebu, or Survival Games Club. Are you sure you don't want to add in Time Boken because your son has has the Dachitama? No, uh, the Kendama? Yeah, Kendama. Um, I, I felt like this would be uh, the most appropriate to watch with my son, or the least inappropriate, let's say. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, Saba Gebu, I, I have actually already started, um, and I watched about, I don't know, four, six episodes maybe of it and loved it. It was so funny. Um, yeah. So I, I'd like to get it back into that just to get through it, but I know that my wife really wants to see this. I'm just curious what you guys want to see. Um, 
Sama Gebu does not suck. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I, I don't. I thoughts on it, Nagi? <laughs> uh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really cleverly put together, and it was just a funny premise that they handled where they do it like sort of like it's live action, not live action, like it's. It's like it's like they're LARPing, right? And then in the show, it's like in their what they you sort of see with their imagination version of it, you know. But they're LARPing with airsoft guns rather than like Middle Earth style. Um, so I'm gonna just catch up on the chat because we got some like drama going on. <laughs> yeah, for some reason people are mentioning a show that we haven't even mentioned. Yep. Um, uh, go I need to watch that sooner or later. Um, I've seen that. Uh, so, Boruto is trash. I uh, have no comment on it because I'm like two discs into Naruto Shippuden still. Um, Apparently, someone did something bad. Uh, I haven't seen Fairy Tale. I know a little bit about Boruto. It's, it's like Naruto, but a little bit more character development. If you don't like it, fair enough. Watch something else. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I haven't watched it. I'm just going to say, from what I've seen, I don't think I'm going to love Boruto. Although I will say that I've enjoyed... I'm not saying I love it, but I've enjoyed Naruto. Um, I don't I don't think I'm going to love Boruto, because I feel like by the, by the time I get through that much of it, it's going to be like, I'm so done with this, um, regarding Shippuden and all that. Uh, Fairy Tail looks dumb to me, but I'm going to give it a chance when I get it. Um, um. Fairy tale. I'm interested to watch it because it's so much the same guy who did Wraith Master. To me, with Naruto, I have a different mindset. When I'm sitting down and watching it, it's like another version of X Men to me. Except they don't focus on the other characters. It's usually What's two wrong characters. With that? You know what? Yeah. I think that I think that if they wanted to just print money with that show, rather than continue with Boruto, literally, go back, reanimate the entire first series. From the perspective of a different team, show us what they were doing. Yeah, I think that would be such a great way to handle it. Okay, JoJo's Adventure Part Three. Um, what about it? Ooh, I have read all okay, the JoJo I'm, at the moment. I'm gonna grab a this towel. Is, it seems like the ground keeps getting wetter. Hold on. <laughs> I know he said wetter, but it sounded like he said butter. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Three. This is the one that got a rocky more famous, and also had a game, had a fighting game that's just as big as Street Fighter 2. But how they did it, how they did the newer series of it, the best way to describe it, it's like, it's like it did a different version of Johnny Quest. It will feel a little That was a weird thing to walk back into. What are we talking about? I'm talking about Stardust Crusade. Okay. Uh, to me, this is like another version of Johnny Quest, essentially. Okay. Um, the adventure is a little long-winded, but it develops every character except Jotaro. You'll, you'll feel you'll like this Ponorath character when you get to him. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. So, part three is the one that was already released way back when, or is that part four and five? That's part three. Yeah, so... You're talking to somebody else. I, I, I get it now. I've caught up. I understand. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 is coming to Tsunami this Saturday. Is it 
dubbed with the original dub, or are they redoing the dub? Redoing the dub. <laughs> Please tell me it's the same people who dubbed the original, or the the one that just came out. Yes, Zion Sinclair will be Dio. Oh yes, <laughs> glorious! I'm the only person I know who loves that dub. People don't understand. It's the only way you could possibly live up to the insane stuff that's happening on screen is with an incredibly insane dub. <laughs> I love it. I'm so uh, looking forward to this. They almost matched the voices from the commercial. Almost matched the old voices. Just Abdul's voice changed a little. It's not the voice. It's the fact that they're just throwing in like these really hackney like uh, British accents. You know? Yeah. No, it's just... This is like the happiest I've been all week <laughs> right now, just hearing that. That's awesome. Right. Button said, so, Chini Bio, I cannot wait for that movie to come out. Yeah. That that show was fantastic. Um, I think the Thorns Thunderbolt is like... Yeah, it's saying Lightning Bolt. I'm assuming you mean thunder, Thunderbolt. I haven't seen it. Curious I've seen it. it. You want a, you want an amazing spoiler? I want to tell. You I want say to tell that, no. so bad. It's such an amazing scene in there, but it's but it's like you you kind of have to experience it for yourself. Yeah, I won't I spoil it. Him. Go watch it. It's great. I thought Gundam uh, Evolve was supposed to be the bad Gundam. When are we going to get our SD Gundam? Hold on. Let me catch up on the chat. This you guys are referencing stuff that I'm like. Yeah, Fairy tale rips tries too much and apparently rips from Rave Master quite a bit. Well, if it's come from the creator of Rave Master, I wouldn't say it's a ripoff. He's probably yeah. Rave Master. I don't know if it's just the dub. There's a bizarre show. This is um Zeth the Sporn, uh, watch the previous podcast. Mm -hmm. If you can, ha if you're man, well, no, if you can handle it. And we answered that question there. Most expensive anime purchase? Yes, yeah. we did. Um, oh, oh, oh. There is only, the Blu release is only on the collector's edition. Um, you're talking about the fact that the original release. The the collector the limited edition for Chunibyo, did they only do a Blu-ray for the limited edition one? Because I know that the limited edition one for for the first season at least is the only one that actually has a dub. Uh, I don't know yet. Anyway, uh, well, FDDNM is probably. I mean, I'm I'm catching up to the chat, but he probably already brought up the fact that because he just told me yesterday or whatever that um that they're doing like a season one and season two set now like they're gonna they're gonna do another set coming out it's gonna have both um so maybe maybe you'll get what you need that way uh-oh someone said the uh, sentai filmworks release one show i'm that they announced i'm glad for finally i can finally complete this one is uh two heart two mm -hmm. Oh, yep. It's funny. It's literally the very next comment was FDD and I'm saying exactly what I thought he was going to say. Uh, literally a day or two ago. So, they announced... Everybody's night's getting made tonight. This is a great podcast. 
now that I don't feel like crazy. I don't know what was going on with me earlier, but it, w it wasn't a good place to be. <laughs> well, you were dieting and you wanted to eat candy. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Um, um, all right, so a little while ago, Gundam Thunderbolt gave you AIDS. Sorry, I'm, I'm chiming in over you. What are you saying? Uh, Bandai made an announcement that they're doing a typical Bandai thing of making a trilogy movie series of Gogeos. Oh. Oh, God. Did you guys see that tweet? That was the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Somebody asked on Twitter, they said, do I need to watch Code Lyoko before I see Code Geese? Somebody chimed in and said, watch Code Lyoko, then Codename Kids Next Door, then Code Geese to understand the story of the best. There you go. There you go. Confuse <laughs> them with Spaniard co-production, then something that should be really a sideshow for Billy and Mandy. Codename Kids Next Door was created by the... Was that... Yeah, that did have... What was it wasn't created by Maxwell Adams, but they were good friends. That's why you saw like them Tony Kids next door and I gave uh, that Rimmer. show a chance because of the creator. I don't remember who it was or what, what they had did that gave made me give them a chance, but it wasn't worth giving them a chance. <laughs> anyway, let me catch up here real quick. So is this stream? Yes it is. Welcome. Uh, so Nadia's Secret of the Blue Water. Um, yeah. Which, which version of, of the DVD? Uh, I've got the, I think, God, are they right here again? They are. This is, this podcast is so convenient. I don't even have to walk anywhere. This is such a good. Uh, as you're kneeling down to your desk, uh, Two Heart One was released by Right Stuff. Yes, it was. Here's, uh, Nadia. This is the set that I have, which... If I ever get around to doing the Anime Collector uh, uh, custom art boxes, that's definitely going to get one just because I hate having to pick those up like that. <laughs> um, anyway. Podcast one to see what version Nadia I have. Um, okay, so the trilogy movies that Bandai do does. Diddle on. Um, what they do is they take this whole show and they just abridge it in three different parts. Okay. Not in print. You can probably find them. I have the thin pack art box. Um, Zethus Thorn, just so you know, that Code Geese Blu-ray set is currently on sale on Amazon. You might want to pick that up. Sorry, I'm just going through the chat. Man, I really need to get caught up. Just give me a second so that so that I can we can get back on track. I have not watched the uh, Code Geese yet. I never got around to it. I I remember watching it on Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it at first because they kept juggling the episodes. Every One, juggling the episodes. Two, people over-talking about it at that time. And three, you can't juggle the episodes with this one. It's a... I, I literally it's, it's saw like a soap opera. Yeah, I, I literally saw the first like two episodes, and my friend um, Andrew, at the time, who's I've had in history of the anime collector videos, um, he uh, 
he talked to me about that show. Like he was hyping it up and telling me like, you you get sort of my, my collecting habits come from, or I I guess my friends shared sort of these things, but he was telling me this show is so great. They, they order a pizza from pizza hut in every episode. (laughs) And that was how he sold the show to me. (laughs) Yeah. They censored that. Oh, did Um, they? Uh, Yeah. Well, you don't want, it's a terrorist organization. That's not your PR. Um, typically they, when they, they do too a, bad they didn't get Arby's every episode. They would have gone with it. Um, or I continue the Dios. Yeah. Comment uh, for FDNM. Usually, if they do a trilogy movie with Sunrise, that typically means that they're either on the works for another production with that same creator, or they might continue that property with something more. With Kogios, back to that again, I rewatched that with my club, my anime club at the time. It's now mm-hmm. it's now kind of not running at the moment due to lack of location. So I sat there and watched it with them. I really enjoyed it, like how they did the story elements, how they hinted stuff like what's happening with Orange Boy. Then I'm not going to say too much because I don't want you to be spoiled, AC, on it. I appreciate that. That was about the... You know, but um, oh, I just want to oh, say, yeah. I want to say real quick, uh, you said, so you're having trouble with uh, a location, right? Yeah, I, I know how to fix it. It's, well, it's I, I just want, you may not actually, um, uh, you may not actually go with this, but I just want to put this out there. There's a website called Rabbit. Have you ever heard of it, anybody? I think it's called R-A-B-B... Hold on, I'm going to screw this up. I think it's called Rabbit.io. I think it's rabb.it, um, but I'm, I could be wrong. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, yeah rabb.it. What it is is it's like, it's like a virtual – it's basically like imagine Skyping, but instead of seeing the other person, you see a web browser, right? So – uh, you can use this virtual console and watch things on like Netflix or Crunchyroll or whatever, and you can have uh, a dialogue with the person you're watching with. So, like, um, my wife and I have watched um, stuff together when when we're separated, and, like she's in California with her parents because it's too hot to be in Arizona for um, for her and my son, and I'm over here working on videos and stuff. Uh, we were considering doing this for Game of Thrones and whatnot, um, uh, but it just so happened that we ended up reconnecting at all the right moments to be totally caught up with that. But um, but yeah, it's a great website you can you can use to uh, to you know be able to watch stuff with people who are in completely different parts of the world and have a pretty pretty decent um, experience with them, where you can watch it together and communicate like you're sitting right next to each other talking about what you're seeing. You know, so. In the meantime, while you're waiting on getting a thing set up, you that is an option. Um, and if you don't take it, that's fine. But other people might find that interesting and uh, find a way to connect with people. So okay. it's a pretty great website. Uh, no, why not? Speaking of that topic, do you have that link that I sent you over the past two weeks? I do not. About the, what do you call it, the indie movie theater? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll pull that up in just a second. Uh, real quick, though, I do want to mention, um, while I was working on that Tokyo Ghoul video, I found out that the uh, 
the actress who played Toka, who I thought was the best actress in the uh, in the movie. Apparently, she quit acting to go join the uh, Happy Science Cult. <laughs> well, the Happy Science Cult, what that is, it's it is not Scientology, but how it formed, it's kind of similar to Scientology in America. For all intents and purposes, just for you to understand what it is, it's basically Scientology, but it's not affiliated with Scientology. So Japanese. It's not Scientology. What they did was a group of people looked at a whole bunch of religions, mixed them together, and started making and started promoting it like it was a religion. That's kind of what Scientology did too. Um, well, they have these different echelons of like how they work. The lower echelons bring people in from all sorts of different religions. And they they manipulate people into believing that going higher up in Scientology will get them further in their walk with whatever religious faith they have, right? And then they're slowly perverting it and directing them towards this control grid that they can't get out of. So okay. I'm looking up the uh, a bunch of those right stuff cards um, that come in all the stuff just fell off my desk. Speaking of happy Where's science, this link? One. Hmm? Can you send it to me again? Or? I, I am not in the convenience. I'm not conveniently there to okay. do that. However, if I can continue on this How one topic, you yeah, should be able to find it. How many days ago happy did you send it to me? Yeah, I think ago? it was two Wednesdays ago, something like that. I know it was last week. Okay. Go ahead. So happy science. Science. One of the why this gets brought up in anime, in the anime community, I guess, is because they fund or commission anime films to be released, and the majority of them, or all of them, are in English. One has a physical release in the U.S. It was released with Image Entertainment. You can find all these movies if you are just curious. They are all on Amazon Prime. If you have a Prime account, free to watch. What are you talking about? The Happy Science uh, anime movies. <laughs> are they good? I don't know. Oh, yeah, they did. Hermes, the ones of love, right? Yes. Ones of love? Yeah. We should watch that. Uh, what's weird is if you look up the these movies on A&N, they will have mm -hmm. just the title mentioned. But they will not list anything else. Not a single voice actor. Not aside from this one person who keeps getting commissioned. They don't really cite that movie all that well, which is strange. You mean Hermes movie? Hmm? You mean you Hermes? Win, win, is it Winds of Love or Wings of Love? Uh, close enough. If they look it up, they can find it. I'll look it up. I have not seen Game of Thrones. Well, two weeks ago or last Tuesday, it rained over here. Then after the rain went away, in the building that that I was in, I was able to see like all the humidity just steam from the from the treetops as if it was a scene from Congo or some sort of rainforest. Luckily, I just did not go outside that okay. day. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the English release? Because there's all sorts of information on the Hermes. It's Winds of Love, by the way. No, um, there, there was more that the, that the Happy Science, Science people commissioned. So that might be under the company list. Maybe I could make, maybe I could find it that way. Okay, Wikipedia, Happy Science, then look up the guy who makes up this, makes these I'm films. I'm looking that up on the news network. Anyway. Um, so, what are you talking about? You, you went from Game of Thrones to the Congo? To your, to Rain making it look like you were in the Congo? Well, I say King of Thrones because Zethus mentioned that in the chat. I mentioned yeah, Congo. Yeah, no, no, I know. Well, I don't. I don't. We're talking about Game of Thrones, first of all. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, See, I don't know it. Um, <laughs> also, how hot it is and where you're at. Okay. Yeah, I see. I'm. I'm catching up on it. Who knows? Last time um, I saw saw them, probably updated it by now. I still. I'm willing to put some money down that they haven't. Hey, Shane's here. Hey, Shane, how you doing? Uh, and then Zethus, sorry, I totally interrupted you. Zethus Thorn says that the most coolest anime box that they have is the Hone Amise release of Royal Space Force. I have the HD DVD release of that. Me too. Somewhere. I'm not going to report it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I'm, I totally interrupted you, though. What were you saying? That was about it. I was hoping you'd find the link to it. I sent it to you. Oh. I sent it in the chat here, in, in the private chat. Oh, oh, the behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, Spectacle Theater. Why are we highlighting this? One, it's an indie theater that exists. Mm -hmm. Two, it's, new, it's in New York, useless to us. Three, it shows some of the Korean bootleg anime, which I don't know what the legality of it is. It probably Why don't you doesn't. share a screen to show them? Well, I would, but go, I'm go ahead and talk about it. Oh, Okay, I'm gonna have a green tea Kit Kat. So FDNM says that he today he received uh, his Tenjo Tenge art box uh, with volume one that he bought for $15 on Amazon and it came with all eight volumes. Um, so lucky you. But unfortunately you didn't get the pencil box. So the pencil cup that it's supposed to come with. Oof. So you guys are just talking about how hot it is in Arizona? <laughs> Yikes. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this melted. <laughs> uh oh, don't worry. A few weeks ago, I got some raspberry pickaxe, uh, and they melted too, so I just stored all that in the refrigerator. Still have some matcha yeah. pocky in there. Oh, they do make matcha pocky. Yep. To answer the question, my favorite pocky flavor is probably matcha. I am um, still in the hunt for this one flavor of Pocky to import. I keep harassing the Pocky Facebook page every now and then about bringing pumpkin Pocky over to the States. I can find out. 
find apple, I find chocolate banana. You would think in the fall they would experiment a release of pumpkin toffee. I don't know why this is an issue. Shoot, last year we got milk, milk toffee. What is that? Just another flavor of vanilla? Of vanilla, yeah. But don't they have sake flavored pocky too? I wouldn't doubt that. Um, I wouldn't mind tasting sake so flavored pocky. FDDNM is asking pencil what? It's literally like a pencil cup, like. It's just a cup, and you like put. Or maybe there's a puzzle in it or something. I forget. Mine came with that. I'm just saying. And you're totally wrong. The show is not terrible. It shows he's awesome. Um, he's saying he's saying Tenjo Tenge. He hears he hears it's horrible. It's not. Oh. It's awesome. Uh, my I, I have this thing. I, I just need to clarify here. I have this thing that I do where when I watch a show. I will say there's there's like a like a just like a not a synopsis but like a sentence about a show that evokes the feeling of the show. This is the feeling it's going to give you, not necessarily this is factual about the show. So for example, when I tell people about Ichi the Killer, I say Ichi the Killer is one of those shows like you know how in horror movies how they're how they're going to show you something and it's really horrifying and you're like oh god I don't want to see this and you start looking away and then they cut to something else and you're like oh my god like you know you kind of get your bearings back I'll say that Ichi the Killer is the type of show where they they're about to show you something so you start to look away and cringe and then they cut away and you you get ah oh, and then they'll cut back and show it to you like so they catch you off guard well, probably movie. doesn't actually happen in the show. In the movie, but it feels like that that's the feeling it gives off, right? Now, with Tenjo Tenge, I have to sit down and watch it again to prove that this happens, but that show has so many flashbacks in it, I'm pretty sure there's a flashback inside of a flashback in that show. Like, I'm not even kidding, because the flashbacks last, like, their entire arcs of the story. So, it's kind of like an Inception, when they keep going deeper and deeper into the dreams. Um, where all of a sudden you come out of a flashback, you're like, that's right, they were fighting at the school. I totally forgot because I've been watching them go off the backstory of this character for 10 episodes. Um, and that sounds like a really negative thing, but it's such a fun watch. That's a, such a great show. Hey, I'm the reverse of horror movies. I, I want to see the bad. That's why I'm there. I'm not saying now, to do I shouldn't bad, have said horrors. I'm just saying that it's something that each of the killers really in your face about things that you would it's it's a visceral thing. It gets you in a way that horror movies don't. It's not like, oh, this is going to scare you. It's this is horrifying to watch. Horror in the sense that I don't want to watch somebody cut off their own tongue normally. You know? I don't want to see different horrifying mutilating um sadomasochistic actions uh but at the same time i will say that as soon as the credits hit during each of the killer i was uncomfortable the whole movie but as soon as the credits hit i was like is there any more of this like <laughs> i kind of want to watch more <laughs> so all right so i think i've got things set up to share on my side so how do I do this again? And uh, if you if you go like if you move your mouse on it, 
Well, I, don't, I have a different version of it than you, but on the left side, there should be a little green screen with like an arrow pointing. Green screen, yes. Yeah, click on that. Um, so the thing about them derailing, uh, just to address FDNM's comment about um, Tenjo Tenge, yeah, the show derails constantly, but it's funny because every time it does, the story they derail to quickly becomes more interesting than what they derailed from. So... I don't know. You have to watch it. It's it's fun. It's a fun show. Oh, yeah. Uh, FDM uh, chimed in on my Ichi the Killer comment saying, horrifying in the sense that I don't want to see a guy get a boner from killing. Yeah, should we go over what happens in the opening? <laughs> how, I don't how they know. I haven't seen it. Well, in the opening, the credits... Okay, so ev literally every character in Ichi the Killer is a sadomasochist, meaning that they have they have like a sexual gratification from being hurt and also from hurting other people. Right. And Ichi, like, again, is horrifying. Like you don't really, this is not something that you would say like, this sounds like something I'd want to see. But if you sit down and watch it, you're like, it, it's a ride. It takes you on a ride. All right. The opening shot uh, is Ichi watching a Yakuza boss beating a woman half to death. And it's giving him an erection. Like he is enjoying it sexually. And then he ends up going in there and killing the Yakuza boss. And again, it's like, it's, it's getting him excited. And then later on, you see what you later realize, Oh, that was jizz all over the ground <laughs> dripping off of this plant. And the camera looks at it and the word Ichi, the killer or Koroshia one Koroshia Ichi in kanji, forms in this puddle of jizz and if that's not gross enough that's real jizz <laughs> apparently um what's well who's the director um oh god he's one he's like the quentin tarantino of japan he's an amazing director did he make a really bad nes game he made, he made oh, Zebra yeah. Man. i could grab that and oh no that's over there there's the um Oh, what is his name? He's so good. Takashi Miike. There we go. It came to me. Uh, Takashi Miike, apparently, um, he passed a bucket around on set uh, to fill that up so that they would have enough for that shot. So, um, like I said, it's a movie where you're seeing stuff you don't want to see. <laughs> okay? And it's like yeah. everything yeah. about it is awful and horrifying. Yet, at the uh, end of it, you're like, it, it leaves you wanting to see more. It's bizarre. It's a thrill of, well, it's a thrill of a thriller. If this was America, like what they did in the movie, uh, The Stuff, it, which is a movie about a, about a candy that kills people, obviously parodied in a, the famous Futurama episode with Slurm. What okay. they use used was uh, marshmallow fluff, caulking, and and I believe bulges just to create that effect. That's disgusting. <laughs> well, yeah, that is disgusting, but that's that's one movie I would love to see just because of the whole premise. But that's not anime. I want to talk about anime. I have an idea. Since you want, AC, since mm. you want a poll, or what you want to watch next? Can yeah. you do that while I shift? While I talk, share sure. the screen to me, 
Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This, you uh, talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Go ahead and do that. John Shane, I'm sorry that things are <laughs> – my wife just chimed in saying gross. She's here. She can hear it from the other room, me talking about this. Um, uh, I'm sorry that – I don't know what's going on with the stream tonight. I hope everything turns out okay, but, yeah, I know it's been awful. Uh, he says he's having trouble viewing it on the app. Uh, but luckily, these get archived. So uh, I'm going to go on Twitter right now and and put out put out a uh, a poll, and then I'll link you guys to the Twitter poll. Can you share the screen to me? Can I? I what? Yeah, put put me lock me onto the screen. That way, when we talk, it doesn't. Oh talk yeah, yeah. To you. Yeah, I thought you meant you said share. I th I thought you said share the screen to me. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's it's locked on you, by the way. Oh okay. So let's begin our journey into what what this indie fine is. All right, so here we are. Look, ooh, look at our link. All right, so we have this spectacle, which is a theater in um, an indie theater in New York. Let's see, and what I want to show you is that they, yeah, they show some of the. Korean bootlegs from the skinnies, as you can see, like Space Defenders. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, start, start from the top. Boom. So we sell Seoul Korean bootleg anime. Oh, that's painful to read. And the uh, and the eyes on Shredder there. So. What they have is for these times, which have obviously passed. We well, can probably catch the oh, wow. catch defenders of Earth on uh, this Monday. Yeah, they can. This guy got com either commissioned or donated this art. What's it say? The comics made by us. Awesome person. The poll just disappeared. <laughs> That's not a good poll. What the heck? <laughs> okay, yeah, so, it got it. I got it back. So this poster is from uh, Captain of Cosmos. And obviously the trailer of Captain of Cosmos. I wish I knew the legality of this because this is this is something I kind of wish I had near me. Just some place to go go granted it's pro granted this is crap, but at least it's an enjoyable crap to laugh with friends with. So yeah. I'm sitting on the old uh, cushion and pillow. Pillow at home. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that actually because I feel like um, with the of the first impression series I've done so far, both of the live action movies that I've seen for it, I didn't like. And it's funny because I've liked every other live action anime I've seen. Uh, before it, including Dragon Ball Evolution. And I think it's all because of who I saw them with. In the first impression series, um, I haven't brought the people that, that make it fun, you know? <laughs> anyway. Oh, if you want to laugh, have me uh, do a riff of uh, Through the Valley, Through the Wind. Too bad that... Too bad that anime movie didn't. Well, technically, it got licensed over here from Streamline Media, Streamline Productions. However, the however the owner that died, so yeah. the licenses the company kind of kind of 
Oh, yeah. I'm defunct because of that. I accidentally set the tweet for only 24 hours. Uh-uh. Dang it. Nobody vote. Don't vote. Don't vote. Oh, no. I'm deleting the tweet. Oh, God. Now the tweet's going to show up on my Facebook page for it. <laughs> Hold on. Go, go ahead. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll do this in silence. Uh, uh, please read me comments if you can, because I can't really do it with this setup. Um, um, don't they use real gifs? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Let me get you more. More. Uh, FDDM says, "Does she not want to be on the podcast?" Referring to my wife, um, she's seven months pregnant right now and needs her sleep. <laughs> have I seen the new Castlevania series on Netflix? I have not yet checked it out. Um, I haven't checked it out either. I'm curious about it. I don't know how it's an how it's considered anime though, because somebody Project Fredder Frederator, which does a lot well that did shows from Nickelodeon for the most part in some cartoon network. Now highlight my life as a teenage robot because I barely get a chance to talk about that. So I hated that show. What? What? How in the world do you not? How do you? How do you not like Sheldon Lee? Sheldon Oswald Lee. I didn't like that show. He likes Jenny because he's a girl. She's a girl. Um, So funny, funny that the uh, the tweet that got posted onto the page uh, didn't have the the poll attached to it. (laughs) Well, let's see. What else going to go? Oh, yeah, I showed you this, but I don't think I showed them this. Would you like to see the D-Rights? Yeah, sure. Okay. Boom. This is a licensor. Let me rephrase that. For anime to be released through some companies, they have to buy purchase a license to contract. Some the Japanese companies often have offices to talk with other countries. This is one of them if it loads. But load. And you have seen, and more likely, if you have seen some of these shows like uh, Yakutaki Japan, Any Beyblade. This is what comes from. I just tweeted it again without changing it to more than a day. <laughs> yeah, so. Sorry. Okay, so. Let's go here to kids programs and work our way up. So obviously they have Beyblade. I think this is airing somewhere in the U.S. or probably streaming somewhere. Beast Saga. So here's here's all your promotional. Buy our toy, even though the plot line's probably more fitting for a martial arts show. Silk Road Kids Yoto. Sorry about this. I'm not familiar with this. Well. 
Adorable, Swiss Girl, Chun Li. We did finally. Nowhere. Tangled fight between two time travelers. Huh. Okay, that's interesting. I'm copying the link and I'm going to post it in the, in the chat here. So, what's the big deal about me showing this overall? Typically, since these people are selling this rights, sorry, it's here. So if you were to suggest a show, maybe what they released or something else, this would load. When you try to suggest stuff to other people, one, treat them like a person. I was, well, with this, what I'm about to go over, if you treat them like a person or politely, they're more likely to listen. Listen to that person, person for what they request. Two, knowing, a, knowing the quicker source as to who has what can help easily guide that lies and serve either Viz, Funimation, discotech as to where to go to find this these rights right so for D rights you have Alcazar Alcazador Nabari Erlen Ferry Yakutaka Japan I don't know why Bay Warrior Cyborgs over here when it should be in kids programming Gunsword Disgaea Maria watches over us. A whole bunch of a whole bunch of stuff. Night Stalker, Cinema Journey, which that was released by uh, Media Blaster. Then you have some older stuff like West of Three Kingdoms, which had a VHS release over here. Energize, a series released from uh, Bandai Entertainment. That was. Fully released on VHS, but did not have a DVD release. And AWOL, another one, same same kind of history with Energize. You guys are killing me. I forgot to put... Next week. <laughs> Next week, we'll do... We'll do... Uh, we'll do D Detroit Metal City next week. Or next... This we're doing the, the the poll for this this coming one because I'm gonna need to watch stuff that I can watch with my with my son and then maybe the next one I'll have a little bit more free time to where I can do Detroit Metal City to answer questions in the chat that I haven't called out and it's gonna be weird for anybody watching that <laughs> watching this oh, yeah, later. So that's about it on this other side of things. Ooh, I am screen sharing. Well, if you want to take some of the magic away, unlock me from the viewpoint and we'll go from there. Uh, okay, so unlock you and you want me to lock it on me? Uh, go back to whoever's talking. I'm not talking, but I'll put it on me for now. If you need, if you need some privacy, <laughs> or you want, or you want it to just be unlocked. 
Yeah, I want it to be. I thought you were. I thought you were going to do something, and then you wanted no, me to bring no, it back I'm, onto the. Oh, I'm just trying to get screen. out of screen share. Oh, okay, I see. I'm not doing anything private. Okay. No, I just like I thought you were going to do that. Ta-da! You know. <laughs> Uh, so just to catch up on the chat real quick, uh, Shane was saying that he picked up um, uh, Yaki uh, Yakitake Japan. That's what it's called, right? All of a sudden, I'm like my mind is blanking on that. I know you, you were just talking about it. Anyway, he got it, and it came with the. Uh, I was asking if it came with the the limited art box that like what you had with the the cat's eye set. Um, because I wasn't sure if they still had those, and I was like debating: do I buy it and get it on right stuff and risk not getting that, and then having to buy it again later on, let's say eBay or something when I can find one? But apparently they still got some, so maybe it'd be worth it for me to jump on that in the near future. Is Blood Plus an Anaplex show? Yes, it is. Um, yep. But it was originally released over here through Sony. Um, Sony and Anaplex, so. Who said, okay, so FDGM, you said AWOL, what show is that? That is, uh, that was one, that was from the D-Rights. Oh, okay. So I was showed where... Cool. Well, I'm hoping I can get one of those art boxes, Shane, because I really wanted one. Just because they're limited and, you know, not everybody's going to get one. Um, Blood Plus is directly from Sony Pictures, but what I, I meant that they've got on the on the boxes, it says Anaplex on it, doesn't it? It, it says Sony, Sony and then Anaplex in the corner, I think. Uh, just to answer that one guy's question. Uh, yeah. Right above where it says not rated. Wish Anaplex dies like Genion did. Um, I, don't, I don't want them to die just because they make the shows. Oh, but I want the them studio. to stop selling. Keep the studio. Yeah. Just get rid of the license. I got a comment. I'm gonna from on a, on a completely different video. I'm just gonna check it real quick. Can you lock it back on to me to answer? Yeah. Totally. Okay, so AWOL. 12 episodes of 30 minutes. Cypress, a peaceful planet until Solomon, a mysterious terrorist group, seizes seven PDP missile ca missiles capable of destroying entire planets. Defenseless. There is little the people of Cyrus can do, but still... The terrorists must be stopped before they can carry out any threats. So, just an old so action on. show. Just real quick, I wanted to explain. Uh, the reason I asked about AWOL is because I wasn't sure if somebody had mentioned what the, the term, uh, it's a military term, uh, it stands for absent from one's post but without intent to desert. But I guess that's not what it stands for. That's just, what, what does it stand for? There's an actual... Absent without official leave is what it stands for, A-W-O-L. Uh, the definition, which I pulled up from, I guess, Wikipedia or whatever, or 
Google's dictionary is the one I just read to you. Um, anyway. Is it back on me or is it still back on me? Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you check out the description, you'll see my blog page, which I need to start posting. I have stuff written. I just need to post it. One of the stuff I reviewed is uh, this one, Miro, which translates as uh, what Bright Stuff released it at is Shingu and the Stellar Star Wars. That show sucked. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it sucked by any by any means. It did something. I was bored throughout the whole thing. Can't please everyone. Have you ever gotten the answer to if this had a series box? This guy. Uh, say what? No, I haven't. Uh, in fact. FDDNM, you asked me a question. What show were you talking about before? He had a he had something come up that I think is a, uh, another. I think we found another show. Was it Cybuster? Oh yeah, Cybuster doesn't have an art box. Doesn't have an art box, but it has like a thing just like with Disgaea, uh, where it like it's it seems like it should have an art box, but it doesn't. Nah. And they, yeah. I mean, let me rephrase that. There was a release. That is supposed to exist, but as far as we can tell, there isn't one. Uh, like on Anime News Network, it says that there's an art box, and you can link it to like a Amazon listing, but the actual art box doesn't exist. Well, I'm well, I'm still trying to debunk. Maybe you've already looked at it. Is apparently Genion released the Maple Story anime? Was that available in English? What story? What, what? Maple Story, the online MMO, not to be confused with the old Nick Jr. show. Let me look it up. Oh, yeah, you can unlock me now. People are going to see me chewing on a banana candy, that's all. Maple Story, okay. Is it on you? What? I'm oh, sorry, I just saw... Um, I just saw a very bizarre headline. Attack on Titan gets crossover with Maple Story game. That sounds about right. First Spider-Man and now Maple Story. Um, I don't see anything in here about... I mean, this is the first I've looked it up, so I don't know, but... I can't answer your question. I don't know. Okay. How do you? Where do you, do you get the information that they licensed it or whatever? Just browsing on. Just browsing on stuff to buy. Hmm. I keep running across it, but I don't know if it's in English or not. Or so it does exist. At. You just don't know if it's in English. Oh, I know the anime exists. It no. is released under the Genion label. Yeah, but, but is it Genion Japan or Genion? That's, that's just it. Asking. I don't know if it that's, is. That's what you're asking. Is there a Region 1 release? Not is it in English? That's what you're asking? It's kind of the same question. It's not. Yeah. It's a completely different question. Because there's plenty of stuff that's over here that isn't in English. In fact, 
when I say in English, like I can go to the store and buy it, and they have initially yeah, had a surplus. One release was it released over here? Where did I put Tonari no Sekiun? How did I lose that? How does this happen every single podcast? It was right here. That's bizarre. Here it is. So I don't think... I, I'm actually surprised. I didn't realize that this was actually... Tonar, oh, no, no, this does have English. I thought it was bizarre that they, they actually titled it. I didn't realize that the English release is titled Tonari no Seki-kun, which is My Neighbor Seki. Um... I didn't real. I thought that they released it as my neighbor Seki. Anyway, but the, the, what I'm getting at, and apparently that was a bad example, but what I'm getting at is that plenty of anime gets released over here. Uh, Wings of Reen, for example, to think of one off the top of my head, that doesn't have an English dub. So when you say you have to differentiate that when you're asking that question, well, I would have say, asked if it had a dub. I wouldn't say if it was okay. In English. But the way you said. I think I think it was a, one of the founding fathers said, "Write to be understood. Don't write to be understood. Write so that you cannot be misunderstood." <laughs> so when you plan out what you're saying, just region one makes a lot more sense. Just from now on, use that <laughs> because that that won't cause this problem in the future. You can see where I would where, where there was a disconnect. Can you not? Yeah, yeah, I can see. But for the record. Is this on you? Because I want to try to get back to my camera without revealing the. Well, you know what I'm trying. To, what I'm trying to ask. Sorry, what? Say that again. Sorry, I was trying to read the chat when you were talking. What'd you say? Can you put the camera on you so I can put my camera back on me? Yeah. That way. It's on me. Okay. Um, okay, so I, I was just confused by a comment I was reading that um, Discotech oh. is re-releasing the show as Cybuster as PSY instead of CYB. So it didn't. Oh, so it didn't show up in the search results because you looked it up as CYB. Okay, I see. Um, so has anybody seen the show? And if you have, which title? Would you say is more appropriate translation-wise? Because when I see Cybuster with a C, I think of Cyber. When I see it with a PS, I think of Psychic. Yeah, obviously. FDDM people. There are some people who watch silent movies. I just think that they're crazy. Well, no, they probably do it for vintage reasons. I don't want to be that guy, FDNM, but some people do ask if there's a Japanese dub for a show because some shows uh, get released in weird ways with just English, you know? Well, like Napa Samurai. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. And then there's weird stuff like uh, I probably brought this up on podcast before. Um, Sherlock Hound was a weird one where it was a joint venture between Italy and Japan and they actually they actually animated the show to the English dub rather than the Japanese dub because they found it easier to translate from 
uh, they found it easier to translate from English to Japanese and English to Italian rather than Italian to the others. And, and you know, so there's weird stuff that happens in the industry. Oh, yeah. All right. Since you like to talk about live action movies, there's two that I keep getting. They keep they keep about. not getting talked about now. Let's let's never talk yeah. about them. Oh. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, the two I'm talking about is when I'm looking forward to the Saint Seiya movie. The one I'm not, probably not going to watch in theaters. The Bleach movie. Oh yeah. Saint Seiya. When I was trying to bring this up. Uh, when it was first announced, a lot of people were complaining about. Why were they bringing this property into a movie? It's not popular here. Well, believe it or not, oh, it's question. popular all over the world. Let's address this real quick. Yes. Let's address this real quick. Same, okay, Bleach live-action movie is a Japanese movie. Yes? Bleach live-action is a Japanese movie. Yes. Saint Seiya, think, the way I'm not sure. I believe it is. The way know. you're describing Saint Seiya sounds like it's yes. a Hollywood movie. Is it? I believe so. Okay, just wanted to clarify that. And then we got to get to Robotech after. Let's yeah, we're going let's address Robotech real quick because it's not a big thing. I'm gonna read the Twitter message he sent me at his request. He said he wants some advice regarding buying Robotech. He says there is, of course, the complete collection that came out in recent years. But the protoculture set, uh, he believes, includes a movie or something that there was no longer a license for in the new collection. He said that I mentioned Genesis Climber was the uncut version of Robotech, basically. But is the protoculture uncut as well, since it was ADV or not? Then he goes on to say, was there ever a collection of all the Robotech series uncut like Genesis Climber? Uh, then there is the issue of the protoculture and everything after it being remastered. And I think there might have even been a earlier release, uh, earlier re-release with surround sound. So as you can tell, the subject is a bit complicated for someone trying to buy into the Robotech franchise. Dude, you have no idea what is going on with this. Let me just explain real quick. Robotech is not Genesis Climber Mospido. Robotech is three separate anime. And you're asking uncut, not uncut. You're missing the point. Robotech is Macross, Southern Cross, and Genesis Climber Mospida all cut together because syndication rights or syndic in order to put things in a syndication back in the day, they needed something that was longer than 26 episodes or something. So they had to get the three shows and combine them together to make something they could turn into Robotech and put on TV over here. Okay. So when it, when the thing is uncut versus un, uh, not uncut, it's not that it's uncensored. It's that they literally cut these different shows and spliced them in together. Okay. So the first, go ahead. Or continue. Let me address this so we can so when we talk Good. further for the future stuff, it'll make somewhat more sense. Good. Way back, back when they were doing Robotech over here in the U.S., Harmony Gold and the studios got to a court case, from what I understood. 
was Army Gold was going to trademark Robotech. The weird part about this court case is even though the Japanese made the original three shows, this lawsuit sided with Army Gold to share part ownership of what was going on. So for the future Robotech stuff, that isn't the two movies released from Funimation. You have to import them over here, and through word of mouth, I cannot confirm because I typically don't import. If you buy any across stuff and bring it over here, it will have English subtitles. Now after that wrench, let's Okay, so to answer your main question, don't even bother with Robotech, okay? Just get Macross, Southern Cross, and Genesis Climber Mospida, okay? Now, for the record, the Robotech movie has scenes from Megazone 2, 3, okay? So it goes even further than just those three original shows, all right? Um... Yeah, it's all over the place. Um, I don't. I, I've actually not really sat down and watched uh, Robotech from beginning to end, but I have watched Macross, Southern Cross, and all that. But I do know because I remember watching. I, out of curiosity, at one point, I wanted to see how they bridged the gap between Macross and Southern Cross, and I found out when I put in the disc that they literally just spliced in characters that aren't even in Southern Cross that are from scenes in Macross, they just spliced them in. Uh, and and it's bizarre. It's very bizarre. But the shows are very similar to each other in a lot of ways. So bravo to them. They made it work. Anyway. Um, my experience, if you're trying to find the greatest to collect from this, unless you do importing, which is a whole other field. I'll be right back. For, for Macross, the most popular collection, in my opinion, would have to be the full collection of what ADV released. That's hard to find. So the second one from Across itself, I would say, is to get the Amerimigo collection. Animago. Animago. You're talking about from Across? Sorry, I stepped away yeah. with the headphones. Yeah, that's the uh, stuff I have. For Southern Cross and Grappler, Climber, no, Genesis, Genesis Climber. Genesis Climber. Go with ADV on that. They yeah, tend not to which be is, those, are the only, those are the only ones available. Right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm um, not sure if... Is this I, the Pro Culture? Same thing. I have, yes, that's Pro Culture Collection. Okay. I am not sure if what the quality difference is between that and the AE release, which is the recent one. Mm -hmm. I believe A, the AE release also has the extras as well. Um, I've got that release somewhere. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so maybe the Pro Culture oh. Collection is a lot cheaper now. Hold on. According to Shane with the 10 bucks. Now we get into Macross Plus. It's on DVD. It's only oh. been released through one company. Yeah. That's Here's, this is the set you're talking about. That's the one I have for... Yeah. Across, I would like to have the ADV one, but because the ADV one has a dub, doesn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, I would also like to have that one. This box, no. by the way, is not... There's like an extra like half DVD width in here. In fact, I'm going to put uh, an empty skinny in there. Uh, I did that. I did that for. Oh, that's uh, different from mine. Yeah. This is, I bought this at Anime Expo the same year that I bought uh, the Robotech Protoculture thing. Yeah, cause this is what mine looks like. So oh yeah. Shape. I thought that was the ADV box. No, this is a uh, Anime Ago. I have a hard time. Yeah, I, I think you just got to run them together. Animago. Animago. Yeah. Okay. Um, however, for I anybody, think... Hold on. For anybody who doesn't know, ego is the Japanese word for English language, by the way. That's why they call it that. Now, I could be wrong on this, but I think they also... ADD or Macross, they also released a remastered version with 3D animation in it. Oh God! <laughs> Is that true? I don't. I don't know. That sounds awful. <laughs> Apparently, it's one of the harder sets to get from them. But I don't uh, even know if I want. I don't even want to see that. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta grab something real quick. Okay. So they don't have any road to the show on their own. They have three par. Parts of the recent release, the Once Upon a Time, when ADV was releasing Macross through Army Gold, or Army Gold let ADV release Macross, it wasn't in the three set, reconvenient sets. Uh, yeah, for Robotech. What they did was like one through like should be right. 26 or something. You have like these individual box, yeah, box sets which contain two DVDs that were numbered all the way up through it and they would call it like a cross saga, the Southern Cross Saga, and so on and so forth. And the extras that go into different stuff. I don't know what a DM is for Twitter. I do apologize. I'm kind of a caveman jumping into the new world. You um. So, apparently, I've been stupidly keeping um, Southern Cross under SU for Super Dimensional Cavalry, Southern Cross. So these are the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these are the. We're both just. I, I spent forever getting the, getting mine, and you just w walked off screen for a second and got yours. Um, yeah. So these are the sets I would recommend. I saw a weird comment in here though. Shane said, "Do you own the box set for Muspida and Southern Cross together? Did they release?" A set where they were together? Well, that's ANN says otherwise. I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Maybe he was, um, maybe we just misunderstood. Um, well, then for, sadly, do you remember love and unless you get the English cut, 
VHS, which is labeled something else. Of what? Um, Macross? Macross movie. Do you remember Macross Love? Was it was like remade something, yeah. something else entirely. I have Macross. You're pretty much going to enter the import world. Yeah. Was there's one of the greatest tweets I've ever seen was um, somebody you know they say that thing where like in such and such language they don't say I love you they say and then like what the English translation would be like um, may you always like for instance in Japanese they have this phrase <clears throat> when they when somebody's leaving the house they say itator shy which means uh, may you go and come back again or I think it's I think it, I can't remember if you say it when you're leaving or if you say it to people who are leaving and it, it basically translates to go and come back again as in um, you know stay safe I want to see you again kind of thing right so people say like they in this language they don't say I love you they say and something similar right um, somebody tweeted uh, anime fans don't say I love you they say may your favorite anime never get licensed by Harmony Gold and I think that's beautiful <laughs> Well, unless this got like flashed over with the so photon candy box, uh, there's a penguin sticker inside. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So FDGM says that there is a double pack. You know, I vaguely remember the double pack. Now that you guys bring it up, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't get the double pack if it were me. I would just get the individual ones, since they are two completely unrelated shows, as far as I know. How often do you guys buy from Amazon.uk, out of curiosity? I do it all the time, I feel like. Well, not all the time, but I, I do it often. That's a better way of saying it. Let's not over-exaggerate here. Uh, I do it often because, um, in fact, I got I got uh, Prefectural Earth Defense Force off Amazon UK. Uh, apparently, a lot of people in the UK import anime, so... Uh, you can get some good, some good deals. Understood, right? ADV have like a branch out there. Could yeah, be wrong on that. Yeah, I'm being followed on Twitter by their uh, UK branch that I would have thought would be out of, like, not not doing this anymore. You know. Mm. How long does shipping take from the UK? Two weeks. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not usually in a hurry when I buy something. I need to stop eating these two now because they're doing the same thing as that other candy. I told myself to stop eating. Um, Don't candy, it'll make you fat. Mm -hmm. Um. Japanese candy is actually significantly less bad for you than most American candy. I can believe that. Um, back in the early days, since Japan couldn't have sugar because they didn't have the stuff for it, mm -hmm. what they would do to sweeten their food is use red beans. Mm -hmm. So, if you ever wondered why you have like all this bean paste desserts, it's kind of in their history as to why. Yeah. 
actually makes I sense. Would, I would double dip and getting Gurn Lagen. If I knew that this release of the Blu-ray, I know it has the TV show. I have the TV show. Mm -hmm. I know it has both movies. Did the they, movies ever get an individual release over here? Yes, through through the partnership of uh, Bandai Entertainment, I believe that yeah, I believe that was still technically an import at the time. Oh, okay, so, but so it's an import. It's not a region one yeah. release. Um, it's still strange that they didn't go with all the what cash that they can get from it. Yeah, it and they also had shorts. Yeah, if I can get the shorts confirmed, I'm probably going to get it. Just for the fact of it's done, I'm over with. I think that show's um, overrated. I mean, there's some great moments in it, don't get me wrong. And I think that it's really deserving of those great moments, like the hype that it gets. But um, there's a big chunk in the middle where I'm, I was bored to death, and I actually stopped watching it midway through. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've talked about this a lot. Um, but you know, The best way to look at that show, mecha-wise... It's a show that examines Mecca throughout its history at that point. Like mm -hmm. how the beginning, it's supposed to be reminiscent of boy and boy robot, let's have great adventures, mm -hmm. then you get into the serious stuff. stuff then you get All into the best like, stuff that happens in that show it takes place outside the mechs, though. Yeah. I hate the fact that they keep dawdling on the communa, but yes, he has motivation somewhere, I guess. Yeah. So. You know what would be really cool, actually, to get released over here? is a box set of Falcon Densetsu, the F-Zero anime with Captain Falcon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have a feeling if we wait a year or two later from now, Discotech will probably release it. Mm-hmm. Another one from the Fox Box I really would love to have is uh, Ultimate Muscle. Mm -hmm. To me, that's like... Yeah. Because they didn't have the continuity of Muscle, which I would also love to have. Yeah. They had to parody... Typically parody dub the lines. Yeah. No, that's funny. I love it. Oh. That's price Kirby hasn't had a release. Oh, Kirby right back at you. It has a great set. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I am surprised as well that they they did that thing kind of like, I kind of feel like, remember when Pokemon used to release things like, oh, it's the Pikachu set. And it's really like, here's yeah. three of Pikachu's best episodes. That's kind of what they're doing with a lot of this stuff. It's like when it's a kid's, kid's show. So FDD&M um, suggested an idea for the podcast, um, something along the lines of, uh, not like an award ceremony, but like release of the week. You know, like we just talk about what's coming out and or I don't know if, if he was suggesting that we do like week to week or if we just every week we do or, you know, bi-weekly or bi-monthly, whatever we're doing. We just pick out a show like to we single out an existing release to talk about what's great about it or something like that. What do you guys think? <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'll just pick any release that we feel like uh, featuring. Like Papua? You haven't seen this crazy show, have you? 
I have it. I have it. I have I seen it. Have. And I have it. Ooh, that's the fish. I wanted to grab it, but it's not. I have the same one you're holding, so I'm not going to grab it. But Banana Yellow. I feel like this was released after ADB went away, but I could rightfully be wrong. What's wrong with the Banana Yellow? Uh, oh, nothing at all. I think it's Anything, a great it probably fits the show. Yeah. That's a good show, and it's like a very reminiscent of Haregu. Do you have this on the guy show? I do. <laughs> I yeah. do have that. <laughs> I just finished my drink, and now I'm... Oh, my God. I'm going to choke to death on this one. <clears throat> so... Charge man can. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm excited for it. I want to see. I want to sit down and see all of it. Yeah, I'm gonna. That. I'm gonna kick off the uh, the thing we were just doing without Papua, and I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite box sets real quick. As we are waiting, what is what is your favorite Mexican dish? Ooh, that's really not a anime related at all. I didn't just meet you, did I? Mm, I don't oh. think so. Okay, you're good. You're good. Um, then, what are your thoughts on the new Mazinger film? Um. If it is as violent or more than the original Mazinger, I am ready for it. If it is not, and it's just blast, blast, choo-choo, boom, pow, I'll still watch it anyway. So I want to kick off real quick the uh, this little release of the bi-monthly, whatever we're doing. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't want to really go into the details on the... Uh, on the, the controversy surrounding how parts two and three never got released. But I love this set. I just want to say that for Monster. Um, I don't know what it is about it, but it, it feels so nice to the touch. I don't. It, it shouldn't. There's no reason for it to feel better than any other box set, but somehow it does. And it just gives you this real, like, just touch it. Go get it and touch it. It's amazing. I don't know what it is, but it's so smooth in a weird way I can't really describe um, but I really like this set. Um, I don't know why. Uh, really great imagery on the DVD covers. It's a great anime anyway, which always helps the fact that it's a great set. Um, I just want to say that I love uh, I love this set. I just wanted to – I want to start there. That's where I want to start. Okay, so being really serious, even though I check out Papua when you can, a box set that I really enjoy is the Comic Party special edition set from White Stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the clear casing that kind of, that will scroll off the comic panels, so it kind of has that full Dojin feeling, I, I yeah. assume, or production feeling. And with it, you have like 
their DVDs, which what's hilarious is in each one you have inserts, inserts and reverse covers like the first one, it parodies Dot Hack Sign. Oh, that's cool. I, ne I never actually looked at the insert. That's pretty cool. You have seen the show, right? I have. Okay. I just didn't. I didn't realize that the inserts actually had that. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tempting to keep going through and just this podcast and talk about all the great ones, but we should really save them for. <laughs> I feel like this should be like once every month, not every episode. Okay. That way it feels funky fresh. Like yeah. volume two, you get like. Uh, oh yeah, I do remember this now. Yeah, that's the Spirited Away one. What was the other one in there? They did something similar with Panty Pony Dash, but they were movie posters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of Ghibli. Looks like Shout Entertainment's releasing those movies now. Sorry, say that again. Looks like Shout Entertainment's releasing uh, the Ghibli movies now. Oh, really? Hmm. So, Shout Factory? Is that what yeah. you meant? Shout yeah. Factory. So, Volume Three, you get like hit the parody of His and Her Circumstance, mm -hmm. which was, which was also released by Fight uh, Stuff at the time. Mm -hmm. It's funny if I if I ever do. Uh, you know how, like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that there's any reason for me to do this, but you know how, like, um, the Angry Video Game Nerd and, like, Nostalgia Critic actually put out DVDs of their episodes? If yeah. I were to ever do that, I would do what, what they're doing there with Comic Party, where I would I would take a iconic anime cover, like, let's say, um, Akira, with Conor walking up to the bike. You know, or like that one, and I would I would redraw it to feature me with something we're doing. So, like the end of Evangelion being parodied. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really like this show. The second the second series of this, I wouldn't call it a second season. I still liked, uh, even with the the box set's not as good though. Box set's not as good. Well. The, Set I have is from Funimation, so good enough for me. Oh, I have the individual DVD set that looks real awkward next to the really good one. Still surprised. As common as the series is, I'm surprised that one. I am. I'm glad, but also surprised that Discotech got it and re-released it. When there's enough quantity of it out there, it kind of didn't need it, but at the same time, it's nice to have all of it in a in a combined pack, kind of like uh, with Sister, per se. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I just remembered I picked up something else that I didn't I didn't talk about. Another pickup. Hold on. Let me grab it. Uh-oh. I saw our friend Sarah uh, talking about... Uh, this release of the Yu Hakusho movie. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it also have the OVA? Uh, yeah, it's got the it's movie and, and the OVA, and it's got the movie with where it was redubbed with um, the voice actors from the show. So it's different from the other release. And I picked it up because it was, um, it was new. Oh, God, what is on the spine? It's like sticker residue I didn't realize until just now. I'll take nurse that later um i thought it was in the same sort of packaging as the the funimation sets for the show 
and I, I wanted to make sure I bought it new uh, because those packages are like, don't even bother buying those used because if you don't buy them from a collector like us, uh, they're not in good condition. <laughs> those things those things will fall apart on you. Um, but it turned out to not even be that. It's just a slipcase. <laughs> I thought it was that set, but it's not. Anyway, so that's, that's my last pickup. Oh, I mentioned one other reviewer. I, I still think he doesn't like anime. That's just me. Who, Bennett the Sage? Yeah, uh, he, he can go somewhere else. I don't... <clears throat> Let me just clarify real quick. Um, I don't watch a lot of other anime YouTubers. Um, the only ones I watch are people I've met, you know, that I know personally, um, because I didn't want to be influenced by them when it came to doing reviews back when I was doing reviews. Um... I don't, I don't dislike Bennett, but I also, I don't, I don't make it a point to watch him. You know, I, I almost opened up another ramen. Day. I'm gonna do it over the, I, I almost did it on the, on the, standing desk. I'm gonna do it over the the towel. There we go. That's how it's supposed to be done. Hey, if you ever, hey, if your palms ever get the strength and you have like the ramen, and just kind of tap it like that, that would be amazing. But oh, I just did it like that. I just went. I just pushed down and did it. I just, I, I don't, the well, fact I'm that it was glass. like in a fluid motion. Okay, well. Sort of like a kung fu way of opening ramen. All right, well, maybe I'll work on that for you. The first one I would, like, I didn't, because the bottles are glass, I didn't, like, I don't know. I felt, I handled it like a wuss earlier tonight. Let's put it that way. <laughs> No, you handled it like a normal person. Well, I mean, I, I, I wasn't willing to just give it the smacking it needed to get to to get through the job. So I, I, I hesitated too much, which caused it to spray everywhere. So uh, that mecha guy says, "When will we get uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion on Blu-ray here in the states?" I still say wait. Yeah, it'll come. Makes too much money. It'll come. Yeah, they're doing nothing with the license. I, see how I, no one has bothered to pick it up. <laughs> I can believe the Eris Holdings still have the Acer. Yeah, it, thank you, Acer. Yeah, uh, I, I guarantee you that there's no possible way that nobody's bothered to pick it up. Funimation, uh, who's been releasing the, you know, the three dot three three and all that. Yeah, they'd be all over that. They're probably already all are. They probably already are all over that. They had a court case about it. Yeah, it's in motion. You guys have to understand that producers in Japan, like they have all these little tiny logistic things that like hold up anime it just anime just gets held up you know um and little things like in fact ava is a good example uh with was it two 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 or three 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 i forget but um one of them three 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 was the one that took forever that, yeah it just it just took them forever and it's like they did everything they were supposed to do they you know crossed all the t's dotted all the i's but something in japan delayed the release you know so <clears throat> you just gotta wait <laughs> The best thing you can do, or let me rephrase that, what I do <laughs> that has made this uh, easy for me to wait is you just 
fill up your life with useless crap that you don't even want to get through. And then uh, you don't even realize something will come out and it's been out for years. You're like, oh, this show came out. You know, just distract yourself with crap that doesn't matter. <laughs> well, what I was snickering about if the camera flashed to it was that FDDNM, he has two copies of the Platinum series. Yeah. Or a Platinum collection of Evangelion. I don't know if you guys still not used to Evangelion being initialed as an edge. Yeah, I don't. It should be. All right. So back to that other topic. Yeah. I'm trying well, hold on. Hold on. He about. said, yeah, we need to get back to the live action thing in a minute. But he said he thinks it's just a licensing bidding war that never stopped or something. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, yeah. Uh, I just want to get caught up real quick, and then you're right. We should get back to the live action chat uh, real quick. I just hope Complex doesn't pick it up. Yeah, you and you and everybody else. <laughs> By Animation City International Limited. <laughs> uh, yeah, I too have this uh, tin box that's mm -hmm. really fragile, easily rusts somehow because it's tin. It's made, easily breaks. That uh, honestly. I have the art box and the the chip the thin case and the art box. Yeah, one. either the thin case or the art box. That's what I would recommend. This thing is nice to go ooh and flash it, but it's so fragile. It's I don't even I don't even recommend the platinum edition personally. I recommend well, just uh, I'm not the one to ask for this, but I would just say that I like having the individual DVDs um, because there's uh, the two the final two volumes. There's a director's cut. You can get, and it looks cooler in your collection. Anyway, um, so oh, shoot, I was gonna say something. Oh, that Mecha guy says, uh, I hope if Funimation picks up Neon Genesis Evangelion that they do something similar, uh, is what they did with the recent Escafloni Collector's Edition. I just learned literally tonight, like an hour before the podcast, that apparently, um. Bandai had scenes in their set from Escaflone that were cut? Yeah. This, I, this release was supposed to add those scenes into it. And it did, I, I understand, yeah? Should. Okay, so it's funny because I, I've been mentioning one of the shows that I, I really want to rewatch is Evangelion. Or, look at you guys, look what you've done to me, is Escaflone. I don't care about Evangelion, really. Uh, but I would really like to see Escaflone again. Um, and you've finally given me, like, that, that gives me a reason to to actually check out the new dub. So I just want to bring that up. But we should get back to the to the chat about the uh, the live-action stuff, because you've been, Augie's been wanting to talk about this since podcast episode two, so... Like, literally, after episode one, he's like, hey, let's talk about this in the next podcast, and we haven't yet. And it's been weeks and weeks and weeks, so go for it. All right. So as I mentioned before, people complained about the U.S. making a movie on Saint Seiya, which mm -hmm. is a series that's popular around the world, uh -huh. but kind of is a niche market here yeah. for some weird reason. Which, honestly, if you're going to do a live action is the perfect one for Hollywood to do, honestly. Oh, yeah. You have the, you have the flashy stuff, the bangs. The, the fights are kind of like, I do this ultimate move. I'm going to counter with this ultimate move, but I'm going to prevail doing this other. So it's easier to choreograph true to the show. 
that in, well, you have hairstylists that need jobs. What better show to have your hairstylist work on? Oh. Yeah, it's gonna make them break. It'll make or break the show if they don't have those hairs. The hair. Yeah. <laughs> the hair, spandex, and flashy armor. Yeah. No. I need. You know what they should do is they should turn it into a, like a glam rock musical. Oh. Oh shoot! Use Twisted Sister as the as the soundtrack. I'm totally on board for this. Make it happen. <laughs> um. Then you have the ble Bleach movie. I don't know that much about either production, so it's kind of. Can we get a show of hands? Uh, I just like just a. It's good or it's not good. What do you guys think about Bleach? I just want to know. I'm I'm struggling. I I bought the first. Is it? I think yeah, the first two seasons, and then season three came out. And then season four came out, and season four came out, and it was part one, part two, and I stopped buying it back then. But I later on bought all of it, so I, I am getting through it. I loved the beginning of it. I, like, I, I enjoyed it. Let's not say I loved it. But I, I am having such a hard time getting through it now. So I, I'm just curious. This probably doesn't help. I never liked Bleach. Yeah, I'm just curious. I, I just want to know what people think. Oh, yeah. People are saying Bleach um, is all right. <laughs> what gets me is for this show that it's what circulates for the most part. You have a season two villain take nine to ten seasons to resolve him. And it kind of gets to a point where randomly watching the show, it feels like the creator just wants to sit down and create fashion for the characters. It's, it's funny that you say that because lately in anime, that has been something that I've like just crazy enjoyed is fashion design where the character, especially where shows where the characters are wearing different outfits every time you see them. Like, I've really been enjoying that lately, and I enjoyed that with Dagashi Kashi, even though Hotaru was the only character who actually changed her clothes. And they are all variations of the same outfit, but it was still, it was still fun. Anyway, continue. Um, so what about the live-action movie? I don't know what to think of it. Looking at this with no, really no interest, I'm hoping to at least have, like, some exciting fights that don't feel one-sided all the, all the way, but at the same time, while watching the action scenes, it's from the show, what I get from it is main character won't shut up and finish the villain. I'm stuck with like 12 minutes of fight dialogue and three minutes of them doing something else. Could just be too harsh on the show. Yeah, people are saying in the chat that... Um the show's too long running, and what you described is like um, season two. They bring in a villain that they just stretched out forever. That's that's what I. It, it seems like what's his name, Tite Kubo. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like he got into a stride early on, where it's like, wow, what I've created is really popular, and it's like, wonder how long I could just keep printing this money. You know, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what it seemed like to me. Is that it just kept going and going and going, and it's like <laughs> he's just laughing his way to the bank with the fact that it feels like nothing is happening. Uh, like, let me give you an example. 
Death Note. Um, and again, this is go this is going back to my uh, the way you describe this isn't necessarily factual as to what's actually going on, but it's how it feels, right? Somebody once told me that this the writing in Death Note was so interesting that the entire episode can take place with two characters standing in a bus stop. The bus never arrives; they never get on the bus, but you're captivated the entire time. Because the, the writing is just so interesting. Um, that is something I'd say is definitely true about Death Note. And something that is absolutely not at all true about Bleach. They'll throw everything at you. Flashy this, flashy that. Battles and stuff. And you're just bored as shit the whole time. You know, that's how I feel at least. That's where I'm at right now. Because, um, uh, you know, I just... I just I try to watch it on the treadmill, and it's like I'm so bored. Like, it's not pumping me up at all, you know? Anyway. As we continue talking, audience, how do you all feel about St. Seiya or Knights of the Zodiac? I will mention that there is a hilarious video on YouTube. Or, I don't actually, I don't know if it's on YouTube anymore. It might have gotten taken down because of the copyright stuff. But, um, you know how they do the, the Japanese theme songs from anime and they put subtitles to how if, if they were actually speaking English like you know they mistranslate it kind of thing there's one that it 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 uses the visuals from Transformers but it's the song Saint it's the Saint Seiya opening and they it's like Saint Sea Hat like uh, it's hilarious it's one of the, one of the funniest videos from like 2008 ish 2007 probably I don't know a really funny video Well, luckily, Saint Seiya just jumped to the TV show. Mm -hmm. Isn't there? An, there's a movie where they fight Satan. Yeah. Yeah. And also, so, like the Hades saga, I think. So there's that. <laughs> I'll say that about Saint Saint Seiya. I've actually not. I, I'm really interested in getting into it, and I like the designs and stuff, but I've not actually sat down and given it the time it deserves. And that's true with a lot of shows. I'm still trying to find well. You know my comments on it. Refer back to episode two, I think. But um, but yeah, the uh, I lost trim with my train of thought just a second ago. Um, no quick response it. to that mech to that mecha guy as you recollect. We know you don't. We know that you're okay with Shonen. You just mentioned Majinger. That's probably <laughs> one of the most Shonen protagonists, which is kind of debatable, but still. Well, but I think I think that Shonen Mecca is. I think it's the Mecca that's doing it for him, because he's that Mecca guy. Oh, I remember what I was going to say, but I already. It's like it's one of those things where it's like it's right out of my grasp. Uh, oh, other shows. I was just going to mention other. There's a lot of shows that, like, I want to give the appropriate amount of attention to. So I just haven't sat down and watched them. Like, I've only seen the first disc of City Hunter, and I'm like, loved this. Want to give it real attention, and therefore it sits on my shelf, and I've never watched it uh, all the way through. I watched all of the first season of City Hunter. I'm halfway through City Hunter too. Yeah. Love the music. I've seen all of the Comedy Central spoof. What? Uh, darn it! Comments are going to yell at me. 
I just love that the Japanese title for it is Shitty Hunter. Moonbeam City. Yeah, I still wanted to watch more City Hunter, but it's kind of interesting what they took reference from and what they did with it. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned something before I interrupted you. I don't remember. Uh, but I could tell you other shows that are sitting on my shelf, but that would uh, that's a long list. <laughs> other shows that I haven't gotten around to because I wanted to give them more time or more attention. Um, yeah, so FDGM says Saint Seiya is like Robotech uh, was for him. He just doesn't know where to start collecting or start watching it. I've never heard of Moonbeam City. You said that was from Comedy Central? No. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, released two a year or two ago. Oh really? Uh, one pretty... now one. I remember yeah. that rapper or I don't know. I, I just made the assumption he's a rapper. I'm gonna guess he probably is a rapper, but that one artist, uh probably hip hop is probably a more appropriate term, who stole the City Hunter manga cover and rebranded himself as the character. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is this the first I, I, don't this? Keep up, I don't keep up with rap. That's a lot. I mean, I don't keep up with it. I just saw it on Twitter. <laughs> Moonbeam City, you have a character who's technically modeled after Rio Saiba. Because they used the, the 80s hair salon models that you would see, like, plastered on, on the window or books to kind of get what haircut you want. So you have the main character look like City Hunter with a license plate that says City Hunter. One of the episodes, he has to pass a CPR train. He just doesn't want to do it. And the instructor sitting there just, I will sign the paper so you can just move out. So this whole time, he's just avoiding mm -hmm. taking CPR. So then he ends up in a heist or a hostile situation. Yeah, hostile situation. So he beats the guy up. It was Chris Brown. Sorry. Chris Crown was the rapper that did. Is he a rapper? I don't, I've never listened. I, to I'm music. I'm recording you. Uh, I'm gonna no. post it in the in the chat real quick. So at the end of this confrontation of this fight, he used CPR to kill this guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like I need to check this out. Oh. <laughs> uh, Let's talk about anime. Masonic Goku. I love that shit. Yeah, I just I, I put the link to the to the album compared to the I, I I guess that's his album. I don't know. Don't quote me, guys. But yeah, that's he he's been I don't know. It's it's obviously uh they obviously stole it. Yeah. Then again, use it for some weird reason. Use it can get away with this for their disc albums. This mm -hmm. art albums for some reason. Not doing an homage. Oh, aside from a three box, at least a three box re-release of Masonic Koku instead of eight. I I know this probably will not happen because of the British music industry. But in one episode in season one, it had a different opening. Mm -hmm. which fits very well with the show, but what they did for the release over here is they just kind of skipped it because of copyright issues. Yeah. That show begs to get a re-release, and 
quite frankly, I just don't want to hunt down the eight box sets for new movies. Huh. Hopefully, it's the fun of being a collector, I think. Well, he got me there too, but at the same time, the BS on how the last two box seven and eight were released. Yeah. Maybe, maybe six. When I know seven and eight were released specifically on right stuff. Which drove yeah. me crazy because I couldn't see it. When I was trying to get it, I was waiting for FYE at where I live to have like all of it. Mm -hmm. So I can manage my money and just swipe it all in one go. Yeah. Which apparently I was that was a stupid idea. Um I'm I'm still open one day it'll get a re release. I might just sit down, get tired of waiting and just grab all of it if I can but I'm buying it over time I've got I think one through four okay yeah so you're in the harder stuff now yeah um, FDDNM asked me to answer a question he just sent me on Twitter the photo is not loading Oh, there it is. Whoa. It loaded for me. He sent me the Robotech, the Macross saga. I don't know what this is. I've never seen this before. I think this... I don't think I've ever seen this before, but I think I remember this existing. That this was the... This is just the first volume. This is just Macross. Um, so, yeah, you bought... You bought... You didn't. You didn't buy this. I'll tell you that much. You didn't buy this, which is what I would recommend getting. But you did buy the Robotech version, so it's like the dubbed version that has stuff cut out of it. That's just. I'm assuming um, it's Robotech for the first. How many episodes is Macross? Is it 26 or 52? Yes. Nine volumes. How long is it? Do you know? Off the top of your head? It has to be 52. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's That's long. It's stupid to do 26 episodes like that. Yeah. 26 um, episodes over nine. That's like... 30, 36 episodes. Yeah. 30, yeah. 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 So, so that's probably that's like, just 36-ish episodes of RoboChat. So, um, so it's there. like four more than August. I think. See, the thing is, everybody's talking about uh, Maison Ikoku. I'm just waiting for it to get re-released, because then volumes 5, 6, 7, and 8 are going to be really easy for me to get. Yeah. That's another thing, too. Haruka. Haruka. I have... Yeah, I got... I'll pull it out in a second. For that series, it has multiple... It's a... It is based off of a light novel series, or sorry, visual novel series, and there's multiple anime of it. And video games. Yeah. As I see every day that I get a Google, uh, an eBay alert for it. <laughs> Can I just say that of all the releases from Bandai of Escaflona, you got the worst one? I got the worst one. The worst one. 
probably do. Eventually, I'll get a better one. Well, I'm just saying, like, I've got, like, every one except for that one, and they're all awesome, except for the one you have. <laughs> so this alternate. Yeah, it just looks, I don't, I don't like, design-wise for the packaging, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think that one's good. Yeah, there's too many mechanical stressors for that one, so. Oh, I'm, if I, I cannot, I cannot shuffle cards, but all, all right, nine, the Ruka. I better go contact Zero. the guy you got volume three for right now before I forget. Yeah, call. Yeah, let we'll. Yeah, don't don't bring his name up. Will. Don't bring his name up. He, he is requested not to be mentioned. Okay. Let's see. Yes, it's sub. Yes, uh, Haruka was sub only. No, you're not asked about sub, so I'm okay. I do have the complete collection from Bandai of Escaplone. Does that have the Fox Kids dub, or did they do a different dub for it? Hold on one second. Um, that's a good question. It doesn't have the Escaflone, the Fox Kids opening. Like, you know, the, the, the remade opening they did, like how Dragon Ball Z has Rock the Dragon? Yeah. Or I um, get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it... I don't know about I don't know about the Fox Kids stuff because I never watched it on Fox uh, Fox Kids. Me either, and apparently they had Slayers on Fox Kids, which where was I? I? Jeez. Yeah, where was I at too? Because I did finally watch all the TV series for Slayers. Just never saw that on Fox. Mm -hmm. Escaflone the movie, um, old man says he remember what well, he says. The Escaflone movie was really violent, if I remember correctly. It didn't feel anything like the TV series. It was definitely a lot more violent than the TV series, and it was freaking awesome. Some of the best animation okay. it, that holds up so well. That animation I, is so incredible. I have seen I've seen the Escaflone movie. I was a little. The one point I was disappointed with is I kept hearing that Escaflone is a mecha show. Mm, it's it not, has a mecha in it. It has a well, I'm not sure of the show, but the movie, all they're doing is puppeteering husks of dragons, which that's cool and all, but it's not a mecha, it's a puppet. Okay. You're doing the Technically, they're not really zombies. You know, you're doing that right now. Don't do that. <laughs> it's essentially a mecha. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, it's a mecha. In terms mm -hmm. of genre-wise, obvious, mm -hmm. it, it gets it gets the same. It, it strikes the same nerve. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah, um, that mecha guy says he heavily disliked the nose on the characters. Yeah, the way they drew them was a little wonky. Yeah, I agree. Um, I totally, 
forgotten about that. Yeah, and it's just that way in the series. It looks they look really good in the movie. Uh, or at least they're tolerable in the movie. I don't mean um, to sound. I don't say mean what? to give off this. I don't mean to give off the snob, snob tone. I don't mean to do that. But oh no, I always just give you a hard time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, um, but I, I was just saying, like, uh, I, w I was putting forth my counter argument to the claim that it's not a mecha series, and my counter argument is, you're right, but not for the reasons you're saying. You're saying it's not a mecha series because they're just puppeting these these dragon husks. Um, but the the truth is, it's not a mecha series because the show isn't really about the mecha that much. It's like a, a side note to to what the shows, how the shows really handle. You know, I can see um, that. You get what I mean? It's it's a fantasy series that has a mecha aspect to it. You know, so if I was going to recommend it to somebody. I'm not going to say, oh, you like Gundam? You should check out Escaflone, right? I might say, oh, you like Record of Lodos War? You should check out Escaflone, you know? Right. It's a different thing, you know? Yeah, here's a question for you. Apparently, we both like this show. When do you think we're going to get a re-release of Votoms and the others, other Votom series? I don't know. That's a very underrated show. I the agree. way that that show handles war blew me away from the first episode. The fact that war is never about what the you know the higher ups tell the people it's about. And there's always something going on behind the scenes. That was such a brilliant um, take on what's going on, and that guy um, Chirico might be the most badass character in any anime. Um, that the stoicism of that guy was insane. It was, it was an incredible ride. Strange how he looks like MD looks like guys from Most Dangerous Geist or MDX. Um, if you further look past the TV series, mm -hmm. I'm not going to spoil what happens in it. But there's after the TV series, it kind of loses continuity. Okay, it's like a different. It's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just, it's like you're watching something different with the same characters. Like yeah. comparing Saber Marionette J with Saber Marionette R. That's a really good comparison. <laughs> I was going to say GT, but that's not even close to as good of a comparison as uh, what you just did. Yeah, I, I totally like agree. I don't care what people say. Oh, I love GT. Am I the only one here who thinks that the Glamrock Super Saiyan 4s were the best? I'm tired of this blue-haired crap in Dragon Ball Super. Also, not, Dragon Ball Super fine. has the worst opening of any Dragon Ball series. That does not get you pumped. It feels like a school, a slice of life anime opening. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It was made in the 90s. You will get your 90s metal twang. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying Super. I like what they did with Vegeta and Goku. I like the what-if scenarios. I don't hate um, Super. I'm just saying that I I think that the design of the Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan, I think that was the wrong choice. If you want to invalidate uh, GT, they, that's fine. Just keep Super Saiyan 4. Well, they do rename it to be like Super Saiyan Red and Super Saiyan Blue just to keep things simple. I don't care about the name. I'm just saying that I don't like the red and blue hair. I, I think it's dumb. 
I think that Super Saiyan 4 was such an awesome design. And I want to see hey. more characters reach that level. And they're hey, never yes, going to. coming alive. <sighs> now, now, if they ever crackly draw uh, darn it, go Dari and just kill him off ASAP, I will be happy. But I don't think that they're going to lower their standards for that dignity. Which guy? Super Kid. Oh, yeah. So it turns out the article that I wrote is the most written about that. I don't even know how you did all that research. Mm. Looked it up. Yeah, you guys should read that article that he wrote on Super Kid and how they, like, it was a big aspect of the Dragon Ball AF April Fool's joke that took the internet by storm back in the day. Which, if you weren't part of that, it's it's like a meme. If you weren't part of it, you you're never gonna you're never gonna appreciate you're not, it. You're not missing anything. However, it is you're strange. not missing anything. But I'm just saying, like you won't get it. Like what I'm talking about, you're not gonna get it unless you were there. You know, like I was there. I was in the middle of like doing all that research and and like wanting so badly for it to be a thing. You know, okay. If you want if you want a taste of this AF stuff, so if you look in the first episode of Dragon Ball. Ball. Bulma. Bulma's shirt has AF on it. And also the number 97. 97's when Dragon Ball GT ended. Then it continues on saying AF. AF here, AF there. 97 here. Mm. What's this saying? Goku does X? Well, later on he does do it. So it's like paranoia like that. Mm. Anyway. The thing is that they said it stood for After Future, but it really stood for April Fools. And the artwork that they put out was so convincing, or at least it's not that it was convincing; it's that you wanted it to be real, you know? Because this was like GT is over, and we didn't know if there was going to be any more back then, you oh, know? Yeah. This was years ago. This is like twenty, twenty or more years ago. So anyway. Apparently there was a dojin with some of the stuff that they were trying to come off as this is real, but mm -hmm. just a one shot that really didn't need any attention. A lot of Super's plot lines were taken from fan fictions. Okay. I mean, it's nice to see Trunks and Vegeta do a father bond while fighting someone. I haven't even gotten through the Battle of Gods um, part of the show because I'm trying to watch it in English. So you're probably way farther than I am. And I'm kind of I'm flipping it as it goes by. So. Yeah, uh, so remember what I was talking about before, how I don't watch a lot of other anime YouTubers? Um, some of my favorite anime YouTubers that I actually do watch that I haven't met I like Quaman. I don't. Uh, he goes by Detective Q now. He does these great videos about Dragon Ball theories, uh, and he basically explains. He's got an incredible encyclopedia of knowledge about Dragon Ball, uh, and he goes through like, how would the storyline change if this happened, or if that happened, or if this character had died in this character's place, you know? Um, and he, it's incredible. Like when he actually sits down, because it seems like, oh, that's. That sounds like a boring video, and then you sit down and listen to it, and you're like, 
wow, that's insane how much the story, like he, he lays out a great case for how different the story could be or how differently things could have gone. Um, I think he's the one who made the video where he broke down why Bulma's the most important character in the entire series, how Some without people, her, what's up? Some people would argue that she's the main character. Yeah, because without her, the series wouldn't exist. Without Bulma, Goku never would have left um, to search for the Dragon Balls. Without Bulma, they never would have gotten to Namek. Without Bulma, you know, like she's literally the 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 thing that keeps the series going. You know, um, hey, Duo's here. Talk about Death Note. Okay, Actually, we've fine. Already talked I about do not. All right, fine. I do not believe L would catch Kira or deduce that he lives in Japan because if you have natural death as a heart attack that's anywhere i'm just gonna go and invite duo onto the stream with the link <laughs> because i want to hear how this goes <laughs> let's see I hope, he, I hope he sounds like duo from gundam gundam wing everybody go subscribe to duo reviews on on youtube you probably so this, is, got like so this would technically be our first guest yes if he if he decides to join he might be okay. i mean it's late and i think he's in a dorm so let me just. I'm gonna just grab the link. Well, if it was a dorm. Oh, I know the link is. I'm looking for the link. It's literally in the 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 hangout thing. It's right here. There it is. Oh, he needs to be decent. If this is a he. Oh, awesome! All right, I'm gonna send it to you, dude. You can feel free to join if you want. Ooh. Don't get me wrong. I do not mind if they change the character's color or at least keep how they they are dressed or am i getting talking about the, the live action netflix live action netflix i'm sorry I, lo I love how i love how this just got so derailed uh, the other person i was going to bring up was uh b-dub the anime master who i'd love to have on as a guest uh in the future because he's uh he's a collector as well anyway but yeah so <laughs> about okay. death note just to just for anybody who doesn't understand um duo is duo reviews channel is the go-to place for death note fans um in the exact same way it's it's freaky that he just jumped in here i mean he must have been watching to, to have jumped in like this when i was talking about how Quaman has finished his homework <laughs> well as i was talking about how Quaman is an encyclopedia of dragon ball knowledge Duo is that way with Death Note. Like he's got all this stuff going through, and I'm I'm actually really excited about this. The way you brought up, I think you're right. Like I felt the same way. Like you have to really suspend your disbelief um, to get to get through the idea that L would be able to, you know, pinpoint that. Uh, yeah, be, the fact that it's a heart attack, you know, that he would be able to to deduce that somebody was causing these, that it wasn't some unknown environmental factor you know i totally agree you want to know you want to know something else that's beautiful i can go farther go <laughs> well but i want him to join well let, let, yeah okay so so what else do we want to talk about in the meantime let's uh, see well hold on hold on the reason why they have pointy noses and excaphone is because they cook everything by campfire how else are they going to cook the food come on I don't. I don't follow. Huh? Their no. Their nose is pointing as a stick, so you go rush marshmallows and stuff over campfire. 
Okay, so you're making like a Pinocchio style yeah, like yeah. idea. Yeah, I'm not funny. So yeah, sometimes <laughs> sometimes people make jokes that are so bad that I I can't tell if they're actually joking. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Smell mop. Smell what? Smell mop. Smell mop who? Sure, take a whiff. <laughs> That's an Alabama joke right there. <laughs> you know my favorite joke? What's right. brown what's brown and rhymes with Snoop? Dr. Dre. Uh. <laughs> Then Funimation. Uh, yes, Funimation oh, did okay yeah. for for the That's for the orange, orange birth set. Yeah, they did. Which was one of the dumbest decisions that a company could ever make. <laughs> By the way, did you guys notice that on my Card Captor Sakura first impressions video that I took for the for the after the film clip, uh, I took the four by three um, commercial break thing and extended it to be sixteen by nine. And I didn't do what Funimation did. I actually added to the to the pillar boxing. I added what was missing so that I could extend it. Yeah, that there's some dedication you didn't know I had. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll, okay, so uh, that mecha guy says B Dub is the reason he's keeping his eyes out for any anime that becomes out of print, so he can grab them before Anaplex gets a hold of those particular shows. Well, if you want to be an Anaplex collector before Anaplex gets it, you look at the Media Blasters catalog. Yeah. Let's see. What's a yeah. show that they... I've got to say that, no, the, the orange brick sets are um, 16 by 9. It's funny. We are talking about B-Dub. He has a fantastic video that breaks down what... Like, he, he, he gets rid of all the confusion about... Um, the, dif the difference between aspect ratio and, um, you know, because, pe because there's a difference between 16 by 9 doesn't necessarily mean HD. It just means 19 by 20 aspect ratio, um, not 19 by 1920 by 1080p uh, pixels, you know. Um, so, yeah, he, he has a great video about that. I, I really recommend it. Let's see, one from... Uh Media Blasters that Anaplex done, aside from her own Kenshin, that I would recommend people to watch it is uh, Shadamitsu Destroyer. Dude, that has the greatest soundtrack ever. And there's that one oh, line in, that, in, their, in their dub where he grabs the guy's like, are you cock-blocking me? That was one of my favorite dubs uh, back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. For those who don't know about the dub, they took the cast of Yu-Gi-Oh! and put it in there. So Joey Wheeler the voice of him is saying that line. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. It's a great dub, and it has that. I. It's very common writer and thing. I'm not good at. Um, I I don't have any musical knowledge, so I'm, I'm I don't know where it's from. But what's the? It's not flamenco, but it's that music in Sodomito. No, you know flamenco. Oh, salsa. So yeah, it's got salsa music. Uh, as the theme song to the character and it's amazing it's amazing it's it, it's it's one of those things where you just you never would have guessed that it would work so well with um with uh he's kind of like a robo zoro hey duo's here hello uh, hello 
Awesome. We can hear you just fine, too. Um, uh, so, so death well, before I start, I was going to ask, do you want me to put on my cam or no? Because I'm it, my room is pretty dark right now. You can still you see me. I'm also not... You don't have to. I'm not you also that attractive. Do you have clothes on, at least up to the anchorman level? I mean, yeah. I'm just not okay. the most attractive-looking person. Okay. I'll just rename uh, the right duo, duo uh, face reveal. <laughs> I, I've already revealed my face, but uh, I, I turned the camera off. Hello. I have very hey, large hey. hair. Okay. By the way, Duo's 19, if you could believe it. Mr. What are you at, like 40,000 subs right now? Actually, it's like thirty-two thousand. I'm not forty thousand yet. That's a that's a pretty big difference. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 creeping my way up to a thousand, guys. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. So Death Note. Um, okay, Death Note. I've read the manga. Watched the TV series. Watched the two specials. I've seen the first live action. I haven't finished the first light novel, and I haven't, I'm not familiar with anything else with it. I'm just an addict in general. Everything Death Note. Like, I'm even kind of looking forward to the Netflix film, as scared as I am about it. <laughs> so it's a film, not a, not a TV series. No, it's not. Although a bunch of people keep trying to – like, I've had, like, five people in comments being like, you're an idiot because it's, it's not a movie. It's a series. But no, it is a movie. Okay. Yeah. They've, like, said it several times. Yeah, it's, um, they're gonna is, def, they're taking a different approach with it for sure. Well, which I'll just say, I think that the casting choices are really bad. Um, but I I like that I, I like when Hollywood takes something. I I prefer that they take it and they do a different story using the the characters and the premise, and they do something different. I hate it. Well, I hated Ghost in the Shell because they were like, uh, they kept. They kept creating excuses to have, like, scene for shot for shot recreations of scenes from the original, and then just conflating all these different characters together and totally ruining it. Um, and then the cop out at the end, which God, just kill me. Anyway, but let's let's talk about the. Uh, you brought up Augie brought up a really great um, point regarding Death Note that I'm actually really interested in hearing your thoughts on uh, regarding how L discovered it pinpointed that Kira was Japanese or in Japan. So I'm going to base my information off of what the author pretty much said outright. He pretty much said the only reason why L was able to do that is because the plot demanded it. Uh, yeah. L's not actually as smart as a lot of people believe. Like, he's really, really smart, but um, he, a lot of the reason why he even got as far as he did was because the plot needed him to, and that's it. The author had admitted it. This is coming from someone who just adores L with passion. But, uh, yeah, he, he wouldn't have been able to figure it out. Uh, the reasoning was kind of bullshit in that it was like, okay, well, I, I guess it wasn't a bad method to go about it, but you're still making a pretty big assumption considering that at this time the internet still existed. It would have been somewhere pretty quickly. So, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of bummed now. I have a math background, and I was kind of hoping to argue about statistics. statistics. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been... No how right you are, you can be wrong. That's a good <laughs> There's lies, damn lies, and statistics. Um, but I, I would have thought that a better way to handle it, in my opinion, would have been if Kira had slipped up somehow. You know, if the, there could have been interesting I mean, for him to slip up in a way that could have given it away that he was Japanese, 
um, or just something. Uh, it may perhaps in the way that they were dying, you know, because um, it, there could have been something specific to the heart attack uh, that was signaling it out being different, you know, than a regular heart attack or something. I feel, I feel like they could have done something. So that was, uh, as far as the show goes, I, I very much enjoyed it. Very much. Um, you don't have I, to mess with her. I loved the show. <laughs> well, I think that um, I, I, I really enjoyed the show, and I, I feel like that was the one area where things were a little bit off. Um, and I'm glad that you brought it up, Augie. And I'm, I'm actually really surprised you're going listen off like, oh, I've seen this and I've read this. And it's like, no, for me, I've seen the anime. Uh, I've seen I've seen the first live-action movie that ends with Red Hot Chili Peppers' Danny California, which is really awkward. Uh, did not expect that at all <laughs> when I was watching it. Um, and I've seen the um, – I've seen the what – the, what are these things called? The the Death Note R and Death Note R2. The, 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 yeah, the specials. The, yeah, the specials. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, crap. I, was, I thought we was going to debate. I'm, I'm thrown off yeah. by this. We'll come okay, up with something since, else. Keep going, guys. Since you, know, since you know about this, the one aspect of Death Note that I really was looking forward to was seeing more of the Death Gods. Yeah. And the most I oh, get the Shinigami? Is, yeah, but the most I get is just brief descriptions in the manga, and you don't get to see much of it. Did well, they ever explore more of that, more into that? Uh, there's pretty much very little information that they ever give. The, as you listed, like the manga has a little bit more, but it's really nothing significant. Like I think the biggest thing is in the manga, we get to see the Shinigami King once or something. Actually, no, was that even in the manga or was that just a, a figurine? I, regardless, like they don't talk about them a lot at all. Um, Ryuk is pretty much the only one that's got, gotten into any depth with. Because even Rem, who pops up for like a quarter of the series, off. Uh, with no information provided. So I, I actually would have liked to see more, but I think the story wasn't as much about them as it was about the humans, because the, the Shinigami, their realm is just kind of pointless, really. Uh, even, like, Ryuk says that at the beginning of the series, like, they're, they're, no one does anything. And so I would have liked to see when or if, you know, my Shinigami, like, Light Becomes a Shinigami Theory is right. Mm. Uh, what would happen after that? How would he potentially fix that realm? What's your opinion in the special? Was that him who asked Ryuk about a story from the past? Oh yeah, it, it was definitely light. Like I I'm a, to be fair, it was a theory I did. I have to be yeah. sure of it unless I, I totally fuck up that. and then I have to admit I'm wrong, which I've done. I had to do for a video recently, but uh, <laughs> yes, I I think a hundred percent that is light who comes up to Ryuk because it's just like it, they make it a little too obvious. There's even like the ways the way he walks, he's got the same limp that light did at the end of the series. Have been shot by Matsuda. The way, like the trench coat thing he's wearing, it's the same as he was wearing at the beginning beginning of the series. Like, there's way too many similarities. The goggles, everyone's like, what the, what's the point of those? Well, it's a symbolic thing. He didn't make the ideal, like, things that stick with it. And then everybody's like, well, what about Misa? And the, the other people use the Death Note. Well, I think you have to be killed by the Shinigami who used Death Note on you. Like, basically, Ryuk had to have yeah. killed. Like, so Misa would have had to have been killed by her original Shinigami, which... All right, I'm just going to say, happen. everybody who's watching the stream, you should definitely check out Duo's theory on it, on his channel. Just go check, just go to the source, because he, he lays it out beautifully. And I agree 100% with what you said, because I thought the same thing when I was watching it. Um, Brian mentioned the limp, because that's something else I noticed, too. And I didn't feel yeah, like anyone the else limp and the, the, um, the bandana that's actually his necktie and everything. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of appearance things. It's it's like they were clearly trying to show it. He leaves halfway into the story without hearing the ending. It's like, well, why would you do that unless you already knew the ending? And it's because he knew the ending. I think what happened was he got turned into a Shinigami, was kind of fuzzy on the details because, again, he'd been... Yeah. Body went to make sure, and then once he found out, oh, yeah, this is me, he went to go cause some... Probably do the same thing, actually. Because now he's got the option to just drop the Death Note into the Shinigami realm, over it, or into the human realm, over and over and over, and have the same people do the same shit. So he yeah. can fix Earth like that. It's like a perfect ending for him. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because uh, Duo recently did a video about a fan ending that people, it's like, there's like a hoax out there that people believe is an actual, like, true ending, an alternate ending that is um, considered the real ending, but it's actually just a fan-made comic. Uh, that's just yeah. remarkably well done. And in that one, uh, um, uh, Light ends up in uh, the Shinigami realm, or hell, if you will, and he ends up getting killed in all the ways that he wrote into the Death Note, right? So he ends up dying over and over and over again, and he ends up um, basically tricking the Shinigami uh, realms, uh, what, did they, what did you guys call him, the, the, the god of the Shinigami, what, what was it? It's the, the king of the Shinigami The realm. king. Yeah, so he ends, up, he ends up interacting with the king and basically tricking him into letting him basically do exactly what he did uh, on Earth, but in um, fixing the, the Shinigami realm. And it's just a really interesting concept. And that's, that's actually a real testament to how great the series is, is that when you can when you create a world like this that is has it has rules to it you know for instance in the matrix there are rules to uh they need to use let's say um the the they need to get to a payphone right or whatever they have to get to a phone in order to to get pulled out of the matrix uh rules where like they can download um the knowledge of being able to do, let's say, Kung Fu or all the stuff, they can just download that, selves, that into their minds. Um, they can um, download guns and stuff as they go into the Matrix. Like, they set up these rules that create very interesting ways to, for, let's say, a fan uh, work to jump in there and work within that realm. And Death Note has an incredible uh, storyline and incredible rules within the universe uh, that make creating new ideas in it um, really interesting and allowed this fan work to be accepted with a huge percentage of the community as the actual true ending uh, to the series, which is, a, as I said, a huge testament um, to how great the series is. Oh, yeah, that ending is just insane because uh, I came across it when I first did my, like, first Death Note theory back when I had, like, 3,000 subs and I had no clue what I was doing. Oh, no, actually, that was 2,000 when I released that. But uh, and I found the ending... And I, I looked into it more because I'm like, okay, well, this isn't how the anime ended at all. Now, later, it was, it was a fake fan-made ending. And so I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. I bear in mind, I like the concept. And so when I made my Fate of Light theory, everyone in the comments is like, why didn't you use this? This is obvious proof for your theory being right. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> please. And so I legitimately just sat down. I'm like, I'm just going to make a video on it because it's an interesting topic to cover. And uh, I, I liked the video, even if it didn't have a huge point to it. I just thought it was a fun thing to talk about. But uh, the funny thing is, if you really look in depth at it, there's a lot of things that they cut directly from the manga, mostly just like character model, not character model. I'm just, I don't know what you call that for manga, but 
they took direct art from the manga and just put it into some of these. Yeah. Not enough of them to be obvious, but if you paid attention, you'd be like, yeah, oh, this that's from this, from this yeah. part. Yeah. It's like, but the thing is, is there was no real link to it. Like, we still don't know who the author of it was originally who made this fake ending. And everyone just kind of assumed it was real because it's like there's no real way to tell it was fake either. It just kind of floated around the internet yeah, one day. But well, since it was only in English, yeah. it's kind of obvious. Yeah. Even the oh, people man. who do know it's fake, though, people still want that to be the canon ending. It's kind of funny. Right. You know, that's, again, and I'm just saying, like, that's what's, that's what's so incredible about, about the series is that it created this thing where it's, it became bigger than itself. You know, it, it, it outgrew the original creator and became something so much more. Um, oh, I know. I want to catch up on the, uh, the chat. Um, if I can quickly interlude back to the whole specials, if that was him or not, while it points to it. We kind of ended up watching something last week, or not last week, last episode that kind of dealt with it called uh, Gonna Guy World. It's a quick mm. six, six buck OVA, where uh, the main character of Devil Man got his name it's killed off by satan obviously and the guy who pilots majinger comes across violence jack and makes comparisons as oh that's him the devil man guy got reincarnated to be him right so what are you saying is that is that there's a there's a fan theory that violence jack is devil man and that they actually like they took like again it went it it outgrew the intent the creation uh the original creator's scope uh it became so much bigger than that that it that the fan theories as there are with game of thrones and all these other things they just get so big that they ex they get outside of the scope of the original creator um and he he's mentioning that that it didn't technically canonize it but they they drew reference to it, and they sort of egged on the fans that much further with Go Nagai World, where they brought all these different characters from these different. Well, I guess they're not technically different universes, are they? But you know what I mean. It's just it, it's it's Go Nagai World is they took these characters and put them in a chibi universe, so they're all chibi versions of themselves, and they're dealing with how do we become, how do we get back to the real world where we're not chibi versions of ourselves. So they just played with it. They just played with the characters and did like a, a little comedic thing with them. So that's a good point there. No, back um, to just, yeah, just to catch up here, um, FDDNM said that the only references uh, re regarding um, regarding L figuring out that light was Japanese, he says, well, the only references he had was from Japanese people. Uh, and he said, maybe the way Kira had, had the did you know Shinigami love apples thing written in Japanese. Also, the fact that Shinigami is a Japanese word. Um, well, yeah, I guess if it was, if it was, I'm, I'm thinking about it from the perspective of watching the show in, in English. But yeah, I guess in Japanese, it would just, you just translate it to Death God. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's a fair point, I guess. Um, I have a counterpoint to that. Good. Point, yeah, my point well. number two from er, earlier. Okay, you have someone in jail. Obviously, obviously for the public and news, unless it is something that hypercritical that the police want to release, who's going to believe a, soci a socially insane person that a oh. yeah, thank you person that some god is about to kill them. That's something that the public's not going to recognize. 
one. Two, that's not the same thing to say, so it's something that will be looked over. Granted, this is supposed to be technically a supernatural mystery thriller. If I, if I recall the manga listing is that. Um, yeah, and if you have someone to cut their cut their own body and paint stuff on the wall saying that, you're not going to think it's someone else doing that. You think that they're mentally not... <laughs> I also want to point out that all this stuff happened after L had already come to Japan. Basically, like, Light already knew that L was there, and so it didn't matter. But the thing is, it's like him getting the message that Shinigami loves apples. He got that after Light was aware that L was hunting him. He was just killing people with heart attacks beforehand. You have to wonder... I guess you kind of have to wonder, what if Ryuk was... I, I don't want to say that Ryuk was uh, speaking directly to L, obviously, but whether or not... Because Ryuk is a little bit like Littlefinger in Game of Thrones, where he's kind of stirring the pot from all, all different angles. Um, I, I kind of wonder if he was influencing the sort of thought patterns, you know, dropping hints in ways that... L might, you know, sort of follow clues, if you will, to to come to that conclusion for the sake of creating the conflict between um, Light and L that made, you know, because Ryuk was just sitting back and watching everything unfold and enjoying the show, right? So he's basically, um, he basically put L in... For, for the theory I'm proposing, he w- that would basically put L and Light onto the same chessboard, and then he could sit back and watch them duke it out that way. You know, so I I wouldn't put that past um, Ryuk to uh, to have, um, you know, just sort of maneuvered things in that direction in order to make it more interesting, because that's where the show, uh, that's where thing, that's where the conflict really picks up. I mean, that's true. There's there's some like really close quarter uh, stuff going on there, you know, between the two of them. Um, And and it's like they're literally interacting with each other at at points in it. And it's like they don't realize, or I I guess um, light, light realizes, but you know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, you're literally talking to the person that you're hunting. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I I, I think that's a a fair, a fair, uh, you know, if you're going to suspend your disbelief, that is a way that you could do it. Because I think that Ryuk gives enough um, evidence elsewhere that you could say that that's a good way to um, to kind of, you know, rationalize, let's say, that point being a little bit fuzzy there and in, in how they did it in the anime. By the way, I want to go off that conflict for a second and just mention the arc where it loses his memories and then stuff gets real crazy, and he's trying mm-hmm. to find the new Death Note other owner without knowing he's Kira. It's like, that is my favorite arc, just because of how much buildup there is mm-hmm. to the final moment where things just, things just go crazy. It's like, uh, that was the, the point where that show basically just became in my top ten no matter what. Uh, at yeah. this point, it's at number two, and I doubt it's going to move down because it's, it's, it hasn't for a while. But, uh, you know, it's like... And I'm never, I guess someone's going to be like, oh, it's because people like it in your channel. But no, like, I just really love Death Note to a point that it's not even funny. 
Well, let me just say that when I I watched it way after it came out, and surprisingly, yeah. it hadn't been ruined for me, other than, well, parts of it I thought were ru ruined for me. Um, guys, everybody, spoilers in case in case you somehow haven't seen it yet. Not that we haven't already kind of spoiled a lot of stuff, but the fact that L dies, right? Like, I thought that's how the show ended. That's how, all I knew going into it. That's what I thought I knew, right? Um, when I got to the part where he lost his memory, I was like, okay, what's going on here? You know, like that, that drew me in more than I think oh. any other show ever has. Because it was like, how are they going to do this? And then, like I said, it's the rules that they created for that universe and how he was able to get it back. And just like you sit there and watch how genius it was that he orchestrated everything to work out the way that it did so that he could get his memories back. And that exact moment when he gets his memories back is the most unbelievable thing. Um, and the way that they used all the different death notes that existed it, to his advantage was like, oh my God, it was genius. It was absolutely genius. With that said, after L dies, the show is, goes a little bit downhill. <laughs> so I'm going to go to that in a second. But I want to kind of go... Wait, what? I disagree. You disagree? Oh, okay. Well, here, I'm going to go into that in a, in a bit, but I want to say this. I When I watched the show, it was last year in September. It was actually around my birthday. And uh, I sat down to watch it, and I had had a, let's say, not positive experience with pos popular anime like that. Uh, I watched One Punch Man being told, it's the best anime ever. It, it is not the best anime ever. By, it is, like, by far not even close. And so it's I fun. went into this expecting no. to dislike it. Right. I was like, it's not going to be it for me. I just, I got to watch it because people want me to do a theory on it. I'm, I'm building up some steam. Let's try this out. Three episodes, I was already so obsessed with it. I couldn't believe it. I was like messaging my friend. I'm like, hey, Troy, watch Death Note. Watch it now, please. Just like over and over because I got so ingrained. And so when Death, when L died, I was already like, oh boy. Oh boy, this is... I, I really hope this doesn't go bad. And I'm going to say, I think there was a slight decrease in quality, personally, because I think the the dynamic between L and Light was probably my favorite aspect of the show. That being said, I don't think things went as bad as some people like to say. I think that Nier and Mellow, especially in the manga at least, uh, they were they were serviceable enough. And my the reason why I enjoyed that arc the most was that arc was more Light's insanity finally hitting its crux. Let, let, me redact, let me redact the way I phrased that real quick. I said that the show goes downhill. What I what I should say is that the L, all the, like, the racing up to the point where L dies was is so high that yeah. the rest of the show um, is still really good, but it doesn't like it's it's down it's it's on a downward slope in the sense that it's that like you they couldn't top that like that is such an experience such a rush that um, you're coming down from that for the rest of the series let, let me put it that way because the way I said it before sounded like ah it's all downhill like it's just crap after that point it's like that's that's like it's it's not like in Rurouni Kenshin everything after the battle with Shishio where it literally is downhill. Like you just like, that is just, it's the exact same thing except that yeah. um, like where, where it's just like such a great moment in anime history that the rest of the show can't live up to it. But also in that show, it's like, it is downhill, but with this, yeah, it's like, it's, it's still great. 
Um, uh, the only the only problem really, and and again, it's like if you suspend your disbelief, you get over it. Is that oh, here's two other characters we haven't talked about at all, and we're gonna bring them in now. You know. Um, yeah. So there wasn't really a setup for them. Go ahead. With the Death Note, you technically have two two types of story arcs. Duh. You have the Rise of the King and the Fall of the King, mm-hmm. which for some reason has to happen, but that's debatable. So as y'all mentioned with the Rise of the King, you have L given the book with the rules that creates the suspense. This enforced character that comes in to cause more tension as to who's the killer, if he's a killer, you have him die. So now he is the king, he rules, he has a cult. Right. This is that is the the Alexander the Great wept for there were no more kingdoms to conquer kind of moment where he reaches that pinnacle and then that level of success in getting there drives him crazy over time. Yeah. Because there's a gap, right? After L dies before Near and Mello actually come into the into the dynamic against uh, Light. Um, there's a gap, right? There's like a couple of years where he's just doing his own thing um, without anybody to stop him. Isn't that correct? Oh yeah. Okay. For that period of time, you were... so it's it's like I didn't know if he was going to answer or not. That was just it was an awkward pause. But yeah, he goes insane over that period of time, gets super arrogant, and then obviously kind of just off to the side and acts like he's not a big deal which to be fair comparing him to l it's cool that near isn't quite the same level of brilliance and that's saying you know the l wasn't the smartest either you know but like the thing is he was just so far past the point of actually caring that the ending made a lot of sense and i actually think like I, people i don't know why it's like that's the most controversial thing is everybody's like well the ending made no sense there was no reason but no there was a it was obviously the light was just leaving behind huge clues that were just so obvious. He left behind, he's like taking notepads out and stuff like that, not replacing them, which he would have done in the past. He was losing his touch because he had just gotten so arrogant by the end. And so his oh, loss yeah. makes sense. Does not mean I liked it. I wanted to see what would happen if he did win. Because personally, I think the ending would have gotten much sadder if he did. Because he would have realized eventually that no matter what he did, he couldn't everything. People, criminals were going to continue to come back forever. And so this was just a useless fight. Not well, so much this is, this is, it would have become uh, an incredibly dystopian future, uh, uh, although it, it already oh, yeah. was, you know, because uh, this is one of those ideological um, utopias that he's creating. He, he is like feeding, he's becoming that authoritarian um, leader figure, uh, although he's ruling kind of from the shadows in the sense that um, it's my way or the highway, and it's like I'm creating the perfect world, uh, and it's a world that's only perfect in his eyes. It's a world that requires unbelievable force in order to get people to live um, in that world according to his whim, and it is very much exactly what Augie was saying. It's the rise of the king and the fall of the king, um, and it's not just the king. It's the kingdom. You know, uh, that's, uh, it's more, there's more to it than just, you know, the idea of the rise of the king. It's the, you know, the empires uh, all rise and fall in a very um, predictable trajectory. Like they, they only last about 250 years on average, you know, and it's a very interesting, um, I, that's a very interesting way you put it, Augie, the rise of the king, fall of the king, because that is exactly what's happening um, in the series. And I think it's a very interesting way of looking at it. Um, During the two-year gap, 
I disagree with the insanity. I think that for Kira, at this point of the mountain, he's maintaining, he's developing composure to this. Then when you enter L and M, he has he has them in their grip. He was able to kill M two times. How is it, and why is it a second life for M? I, I never really got that. For Mello? For Mello, yeah. When Mello technically died the first time, he was with his friend that likes video games. Then he comes back with another Shimigami, I believe. I've, I, I've, I have not watched Death Note to the to the level that you guys have, so I'm having trouble remembering the timeline. So Mello, I don't. I'm not sure in the anime Mello actually. I don't think Mello actually uh, had a Shinigami or anything of that variety. Uh, I need to rewatch the second half since, or second third, I guess, since that's like the part I kind of just skip. I don't know why. I don't. Once I get to L, I'm like, okay, let's take a break. I'll reconvene and I just start the series over again. So I kind of liked it more with the other two because one, you get to see more areas and the tension gets more fast paced, kind of via Batman: The Dark Knight with the Joker fighting Batman. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Oh, I love that movie actually. So you have, so technically there's two different types of M. You have M without the scar. You have M with the scar, which if I read the manga correctly, that's considered his second life. And he's with the Shin Megami that looks like a pile of trash. Oh, right, oh okay, yeah. okay, never mind. Sorry, I, 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 was, I was thinking of a completely different thing. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But yeah, I know what you're talking about now. So I never really got the second life thing, but... I forget, how does he get the scars? That that's from the the place the where they're blowing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so is it that is it a literal second life, or is it just that um, it's a second life in the sense that he survived, and then metaphorically speaking, the old mellow died, and he became a new person uh, in that. Confirmed with second bullet that you said, but I can't really say yes to that. Just, well then, then how did he come back to life if if that's the uh, the case? I don't know why. Like that just reminded me of the the new spiritual successor series, Platinum End. I think that has uh, life notes. I actually read that one surprisingly. I think that was the name of the manga, but I have no clue honestly. I. Okay. Well, with Mello, it's kind of a weird situation where I feel like his character wasn't as you, uh, you would expect it to be. Oh, yeah. Mello, and even here, he kind of feels like just kind of a third-class situation. Or a third wheel, <laughs> a little bit. So, well, how the ending awkwardly explains it, if it wasn't for Mello, and wasn't able to grab the, well, the chicken by the throat, throat to capture him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know it, it's that, but it's like as a character, he feels like it feels like that's his purpose is just for that moment, and not really for anything else. And that's fine because Death Note has done that before. Naomi pretty much existed for that one arc to show mm -hmm. that light would kill innocent people if they got in his way. It's like Mello in general. I kind of just ignore her, and then Nier is just a such a divisive character at this point because uh, like. Half of the fan base hates him 
with a passion. I didn't know what I was getting into when I made a video saying that he might have done something to manipulate the ending uh, because people really hated Nier. And so I got a lot of attention just because I mentioned that maybe he cheated, which it's not cheated as much, but that's, I didn't want to spoil things for people because I loved the series so much and didn't, didn't see it. Yeah, well, I just I want to bring something up. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I don't want to interrupt Nier, your thought. Nier technically couldn't cheat because all he was doing was examining what's in front of him. Oh, well, no, but the theory was, like... like <laughs> I'll oh, send you his like, video later. Like, I, it's better explaining it now because there were a couple of things that didn't explain very well in the video since it was one of my first ones. But uh, basically, what I said is that Nier had access to a Death Note eventually, pretty much, like, near the ending. I know that he had a fake Death Note Death Note. So my theory was, what if he manipulated Mikami to become, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Everybody gets mad at me when I say it. But what if he manipulated him in a way that put light in a corner where he couldn't get out of it, basically, and it forced him into a loss? I was like, well, what if that happened? Because uh, in the manga, Matsuda even mentioned something akin to that, I found out later. He was like, yeah, what if Nier did do that? And it's like, there's more reasoning for this theory, but then besides just baseless kind of, well, not baseless, there was enough stuff to say, but like, that was my theory is basically he, he cheated. I It wasn't cheating life or death game, but it, it, that was just a way of wording that he went against what he said he would do. And I also just, I don't want to spoil the ending and say, uh, did Nier win fairly or did Nier beat Light fairly? Because that just, that just says, oh yeah, Nier killed Light. And that would suck if you were like halfway to watching Death Note, clicked on the video to see what I was going to talk about. And then, you looked up a video sure. on Death Note, saw that, and we're like, oh, well, now I know the ending. Thanks. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Now, I'm going yeah. to swap from looking at the story and go into critic mode. At the end, oh, you have two, one reoccurring character, or in, or near. Then they introduce another character, which was the lawyer guy. Nair at this point, you barely know that much about. You know that he likes vintage toys. He likes apparently taunting yeah. Light with a finger puppet the whole time. So you don't really yeah. see him. He's like a ghost in the background, hence his white, white complexion. I'm like L, which I still don't believe he ever had a bath in his life, but I'll go back to that concept in a second. So you introduce this lawyer. You get his background, which is very interesting. You see him just get corrupted and insane with power from this while worshiping oh, yeah. Kira. Kira. Okay, so hold on. Uh, just to clarify, the lawyer is the guy that Doesn't was like coming? on the train that that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just I you I didn't. He was the quote unquote. Remember, the I didn't remember. He was the guy who was right outside that um that light. Yeah. Told him to write in the notebook. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I got. Yeah. I just want to make sure because I, I wasn't sure who you were talking about at first, but yeah. I didn't know he was a lawyer. I I, I didn't remember that aspect. Go ahead. Continue. So. You see, you see their complicated plan. That you see, just near barely doing anything but watch. There's also another police character that had a lot of that's been there from the beginning and had like a lot of character development. I forgot his name, though. <laughs> but he's the one that shot Kira. Mm -hmm. That's Matsuda. Matsuda. All right, dude. Uh, talk to you later at the UNM. Thanks for stopping by. Sorry, I'm catching up of, on the chat. People are 
people are saying good night because it is getting late. Oh, okay, crap. It's almost one. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish that he would have caught caught light if he was to be caught, but my that would have been an interesting. Uh, you know, I'll just say that. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put paint an alternate scenario. I thought that them swapping out the death note at the end was the biggest cop out ever. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, agree. I agree. I agree with uh, Duo. I think that um, Light should have beaten Near, and then I didn't know where the story should go from there. But Augie, I think you nailed it. I think that the that detective guy should have oh, been yeah, the one to eventually take to take him down. Because he would. But it the thing is, he would have he would he would have written down all their names. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that well, to be fair, who cares? They could all yeah. die. Light needs to live. <laughs> Um, well, one if thing... you also look at Ghost in the Shell, you have Balto and his side character, which I forgot his name, but he was one of the more interesting ones because he didn't want cybernetics. Uh, Togusa. Togusa. You see him in like some standalone complex episodes, I believe. It's been a while. Yeah, his eyes are hacked in, in standalone complex solid state society. That's, yeah. Or his cyber... He, he has... Okay, the thing is, he doesn't have uh, this. This tripped me up too. I looked it up because it tripped me up. Um, he doesn't have cyberizations in terms of uh, his eyes or like his limbs or whatever, but he does have a cyber brain. That's why he's able to be in the lobbies of everybody's ghosts. Okay, yeah. so, so my comparison is kind of null now. Yeah, no, oh, well. I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I I went through the same thought process. Okay, so swap over to thoughts and feelings of Netflix. Death Note, yes. Let me address two things before we get off Death Note. Um, I'm hopefully hopefully I'll remember the second one after I say the first one. So I just wanna I just wanna bring this up again, and I'm just gonna toot Duo's horn a little bit for him, uh, and say that remember I was talking about how well, I was talking about Quaman earlier about how he makes videos where it doesn't seem like an interesting concept, but he knows. Dragon Ball so incredibly well that it's it you get sucked into the video in how he explains that if one little thing was different the entire series would change right how how crucial things are and I was saying that Duo is the same way in that uh, he's able to describe things where it's like it might not seem like an interesting concept but once you sit down it's like damn he's making so many good points he has a video where he he breaks down how L is a criminal and it's like what are you talking about? And then it's like he just lists off this incredible list of like, it's like, oh yeah, he did steal Misa's cell phone. Oh yeah, he did do this. Oh yeah, he did torture them. Oh, you know, it's like, so I just wanted, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was um, a, a great way to explain that like, I'm serious, like you can't, with somebody, honestly, it doesn't matter what it is. When you're passionate about something, the way that Duo is passionate about Death Note, the content is going to be good because you're not going to put out crappy content on something that you're passionate about, you know? So I just want to say, like, Duo, seriously, don't stop doing Death Note. I know that um, everybody's giving you all this uh, feedback, like, you know, branch out, do other things. It's like, do other things, sure, but don't ever feel like you can't do Death Note because it is where you shine. Um, and there was something else I wanted to say about the Death Note series before we moved on, because I do want to talk about the live action um, but, oh, God, I can't remember. Oh, oh, I remember. Um, 
one of the things that I really loved about the series, like I said, you know how they have all these rules and they work within the rules. The, the part where Misa gets saved by one of the Shinigami was so brilliant. And I might be wrong about this. I think I realized I was wrong later. But when I first saw it, it was such a brilliant um, way that they wrote this into the story is that when you get the Shinigami eyes, it cuts your lifespan in half, right? She got the Shinigami eyes, but she also got the lifespan of the Shinigami that saved her. So her lifespan was thousands of years cut in half. She's still like, it's nothing, you know, she still lives longer than anybody else. I thought that was so brilliant that the way they wrote the story, um, because you, you inevitably put yourself in the shoes of the character um, being presented with the rules, right? What would I do? Right. Um, and it's like, when it comes to the Shinigami eyes, it's like, I don't think anybody would, actually um i don't think anybody would actually give up half their life for the sake of being able to see uh the names and 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 whatnot above the people's head but in her case in the one case where it happens it uh it actually didn't matter and i thought i, I just thought it was brilliant anyway so um regarding Regarding the uh, the live actions um, movie on Netflix, the only thing, unless y'all know more about the story that they're going to say go through, aside from its death note, um, the only thing I can really comment about is the casting. Yeah, <laughs> I got um, called a racist already for this. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't even get into that. I've been called. <laughs> Okay, so I made a video on the first trailer, just trying to get my thoughts on it because it was a big deal. I wanted to get the, the, the initial views. I didn't know how big it was going to get. but uh, And so I made a video where I complained about Light and how I thought he looked like, just didn't look like Light, and how I thought that L didn't seem to like fit the appearance, but I didn't care about the race. I also decide I don't know why I said it this way but I was like I hope they don't get stereotypical with them like Hollywood does and so none of that people calling me racist obviously because they're like oh why would they put him into stereo why would they make him stereotypical because he's black and it's like that's not it's not what he said but then it's also like oh you didn't complain about light being white and they're whitewashing you're you're well, I'm just gonna to read that and also like you're whitewash you're met you're racist to white people and black people I'm just like I guess I'm racist to everyone then Nah, they're just looking for something to say. Yeah, but I do agree. Hold on, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and read my comment on that video. Let's see how what how long ago did that uh, start to come out? The the live action that was like February March. Okay, so it's that it was around February March. I know it was like a little. In fact, a little bit after my L's theme video. I'm just going to, since I'm here anyway, I'm just going to copy and paste a link to your channel in the chat right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. So that the five people or whoever's watching <laughs> might sub to you. Uh, uh, okay. Was, do you remember what that video was titled? Oh, God, no. It's got to be. What's, let me, let me, yeah. what's the thumbnail? It's got to be the first one of it with the live action. Well, y'all can oh, I, I, it should be a picture of the... It's the Death Note. Death, uh, the the Netflix Death Note movie trailer is horrendous. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that one. That's the one. Right, I'm just gonna read my yeah. my comment here. 
March 22nd. Okay. Load. Well, as you're doing that for death, the, my thoughts on the death note movement casting. Uh-huh. L is the one that sticks out more, and I'll get into that. But everyone else, the rest of the cast of the show, one, they are contemporary, which death note takes place at a certain time. This will also take at a certain time. Two, it's believable. It's somewhat believable what they, how they look, and where they're set at. That these are those. Well, these are a character of those. Gendale. L. I do not believe this man's ever took a bath in his life. The guy that Sorry. they casted, he looks like a lawyer. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm rereading my comment and I feel like this is going to like, this is going to crescendo very well. Okay. Um, let me just make sure. Okay. Yep. This is, this is the comment. All right. I said, all right, I'm just going to say it. They hired a black actor to play L solely to circumvent the sort of whitewashing criticism that ghost in the shell got it's PC culture jujitsu to take the you whitewash the cast and turn it into look how progressive we are. As I mentioned during the stream with Mr. Nice Guy, this is a callback to a stream that I was in with Duo. There are, many, there are very few anime titles that could be adapted into live action without needing to make changes. Death Note is one of those, hence the reason there's already a series of live action Death Note movies in Japan. Uh, and I said, I'm totally with you, Duo. I don't think it matters that they have chosen to change the setting of the story and put it in America instead of Japan. As you said, uh, that has no bearing on the story at all. And then I put in parentheses, except that Misa being an idol, which I imagine they're going to have to change. Um, And I said, however, (laughs) in my opinion, the thing about Death Note that makes it so interesting is that Light and L are legit geniuses playing 4D chess with each other. From what we've seen of the actors so far in the trailer, I think I'm going to have a pretty hard time thinking of them as Einstein-level geniuses instead of a rapper and some guy who goes, who looks like he goes to Hot Topic every day after school. Oh. Uh, and can I the thing is, for you, AC? say what? If you play, can I debunk something for you, AC? Go for it. If they play, if they're really good at chess, that doesn't mean that they're geniuses. Okay, <laughs> I was using that, that metaphor. Yeah, it's a metaphor. Yeah, but um, the thing is, and just just to clarify, the actor who's playing L is an actual rapper. Just to clarify why oh, yeah, I put I that in there, just so everybody's uh, yeah. aware, I wasn't just I'm saying. saying He's, an, right. he's a rapper. He is also an actor, and he's known for both. So I probably should have said that because some people took that the completely wrong way and acted like, oh, you don't know he has a good career. You're an idiot. It's like, no, I know he has a career. It's Look just he's also him. a rapper. <laughs> Look at him. What what vibe does he give off? Does he give off, I'm I'm a Don Cheadle or a Wesley Snipes, or does, it, does he give off like I'm – Chris Brown. <laughs> he gives off the Chris Brown. He looks more like a rapper than he does an actor. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And I'm saying that for the for the sake of being a member of the audience watching this movie, it is going to be very difficult. You know, look, maybe he's got the acting chops to pull it off. Maybe he does. And I'm I'm very interested in checking out the movie and giving it a shot and seeing what happens. Maybe they'll surprise me, you know, but 
between the two most important characters in the series, L and Light, I feel like the casting choices were not thought through because Light looks like a character who he looks like the brooding character from a Disney Channel show, and I just I oh. I, I can't do it. I, you know, I I can't. Oh. I, I will watch you know, it, but I'm just saying I, I I'm not going to give them the I'm not going to get hyped about it, you know. Well, to me, so, looking at the cat, looking at the light and L, it looks well, like they, that they just uh, instead of it being light and L, they just kind of refashioned Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna. Oh boy, I got. I want to get into this because this is like. My favorite thing to discuss for some reason. Uh, I, no matter what, I have to watch this film. I do not have a choice any longer because I am the Death Note guy. No matter, I have to watch this thing three times in a row the day it comes out because I want to make sure I don't have any of the initial, I just watched this hype. I want to come out of it supposed to feel about it. And so I am not going to go into this wanting to hate it or love it because I love Death Note, okay? I love it unconditionally. I want this film to be Every circle. Oh, sorry, I got a bang on my door. Uh, okay, I don't even know what that was about. But uh, Death Note, like, I love Death Note unconditionally. So, with, uh, with Death Note, it's like... Give me a sec. The passion in us. Yeah, okay, so, with Death Note, it's like... I completely forgot what I was going to say. Why don't you go for a bit... <laughs> yeah, let's talk about shows that we should let's, also watch. Let's just say it is it is one in the morning right now, uh, and it's three in the morning for Augie. I just want to point that out. I'm totally fine to continue, um, but I just wanted to uh, to draw our attention to the fact that we're we've been going since nine p.m. Uh, my time, so I'm totally okay to continue. Five titles that that do uh, my might or my advice. Okay, good. Have you seen Aki? That's the one with the rectangle nose and damn Aki. Oh. You're talking about Kaiji. Kaiji, yeah. Uh, nope. Case closed. About. Oh. <laughs> What's it about? Detective Conan. Uh, Case closed is also Detective Conan. This is the kid that. This is the teenager that turns kid and he solves Scooby-Doo-like mysteries. That's oh. violent Scooby-Doo-like mysteries. It was on Adult oh, Swim for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just grab it. What are we doing? Why do I have a collection if I'm not going to just whip it out? Hold on. This show. Oh, I haven't watched it, but I know what it is. Okay. Continue with the list, Augie. By the way, um, I, up, I don't remember Master which seasons, but I forgot these two. Um, I think it was three and four. Also pickups I didn't talk about <laughs> earlier in the podcast. Have you seen Master Key? No, he's definitely not seen that. Okay. Uh, let's go with the safe one. Sherlock Town? He probably hasn't uh, seen I've that. seen that one, yeah. Yeah, I've okay. seen it. Okay. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a joke anime. What's <laughs> a 
Oh yeah, um, ghost monstrous. Stories. Ghost stories. You mean the 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 one with the funny dub? Yeah. Wait, hold on. No, 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 not that one. Not that one. Um, ADV had it, then they released it by some Funimation. Ghost they, Hound. Ghost Slayer no, Ayashi. No, not those two. That's all I got. <laughs> it's a ghost hunting one. Yes. Hold on. Keep an eye on the uh, chat. You might. Okay, ghost. Oh, seven ghost. Chinese ghost story. Ghost Hound, Ghost Hunt, Ghost in the Shell, Ghost Layers of Ashley, Ghost Stories, A Ghost Story, Ghost Sweeper Mikami, is that it? No, not that one. Ghost that Talkers Daydream, that's like the bondage one. <laughs> uh, Yami Shibai, Japanese Ghost Stories, Yu Yu Hakusho, Ghost Files, that's all, that's all I see. Anyway, what's it about? Tell me. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the one where the girl girl solves supernatural mysteries. Phantom Quest Corp? No, not that one. It's set in the modern 2005 era. Gatekeepers. No, that was I don't know. Um, anyway, what's your point? <laughs> You hear me? Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to cheat and use the phone. This is embarrassing. I've seen this. It's over there. Can't get to there. Quick search would be Ghost Funimation AM. Ghost Hunt. I, I just listed that off. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Ghost um, Hunt. I, I haven't even seen that. No, I haven't seen it all the way, but that's a pretty good one around. Uh, are, are you just giving him um, recommendations yeah. for things to watch? I get them. Well, I know. Because you're one of like a million people who's throwing stuff at Duo right now. <laughs> just so you know. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That means he has a following. <laughs> yeah, but I will second Master Keaton and Monster um, duo. Oh, Monster. Yeah, I got to watch that one. Do you know the premise of this story yet? It, do you know the premise of this? I do not. I, I've heard the name. Don't know what it is. The, the premise of this story is about a surgeon who um, makes the moral choice to save a kid instead of the rich mayor of the town. Mayor dies. Kid lives, kid grows up to be a serial killer. Oh, shit. That yeah. sounds awesome, actually. Yeah. It's freaking amazing, but for some reason, it never got fully released over here um, due to, uh, well, there's a lot of speculation on why, but it's probably due to a lawsuit that resulted from the ending theme 
the band wanted more money. Um, so Viz only released the first half or the first the first volume out of what would have been probably three. Um, and uh, they did dub the whole thing though, and it was aired on Sci-Fi or something. So yeah, Sci-Fi. Right, I'll Monday. check it out. Let me rephrase, uh, reframe an answer. No, I don't. I'm not saying these for him to make a video on. I'm just saying no, these just for suggestions because if he likes Death Note, he'll probably enjoy these. Oh that's yeah, that's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll check out. I'll try and check him out, especially Monster, considering that plot synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all. That's all anybody has to hear about Monster. You're like, oh, I'm on board for this. And the other one that he mentioned, Master Keaton, is from the creator of Monster, um, and it's basically. MacGyver meets Indiana Jones. It's awesome. Okay. It's one of my um, all-time favorites. For Coggy, I think that's like four, six Kagi. episodes. That one's about a person who's very addicted to gambling and he just keeps getting more and more in trouble that's like almost life-threatening each time. Yeah, I hear great but, things about Kaiji. The art style. That nose. Oh, <laughs> that nose oh, might... <laughs> You can use that to slice your pizza. Oh, you know, I like it. I like it, but I'm just saying other people don't. <laughs> so, alrighty. Well, AC, what's the what anime are we book clubbing this week? Uh, I, oh, that's you know what? It's funny. I I left that. I left. Oh God, earlier earlier in the in the podcast, dude. <laughs> there have been three votes. One for Tonari no Seki-kun, one for Savagevu, and one for Girls Zoom Panzer. <laughs> there you go. So it's tied up. Last one. But Girls und Panzer, for whatever reason, says 34% instead of 33%. <laughs> so I guess we're so, going with Girls und Panzer. <laughs> ooh, that's a lot of episodes, but all right. It'll be worth it. All righty. How many? Well, I, I'm only planning. I was going to just do the first series for. Uh, okay, so you have TV series OVA. Oh yeah, I, pre movie OVA the movie. Okay, hang really on. Let me grab what I have and I'll I'll show you. All right, so I have the TV collection. Did this get a dub? It did yes. get a dub. Awesome. Yes. That's gonna make this. That's gonna make this week a lot easier. <laughs> so I got this one, and I've got this one, which is the the OVA, I guess. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, I bought this on Rakuten Duo. They accidentally had it listed for one dollar. <laughs> oh gosh, that's amazing! I got it. I got it for ninety-six percent off before they caught the mistake, and I printed it out and keep it in here as a constant reminder of how good of a deal I got this for. So now you need to go on all this link. These two are what you're probably missing. Well, probably yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll we'll start with we'll start with the um, the TV collection. That, that I had here, which is only twelve episodes. Mm -hmm. How many? How many OVAs are there? Uh, let's see. Just add one to whatever you have here. Six. Okay, so there's there's um, six OVA episodes. I might be able to do both because um I'm gonna be working on editing the good old grab bag giveaway video, uh, which means I'm gonna have a lot of time sitting down 
not like doing anything. Like it, normally when I'm editing, I have to listen to the audio of what I'm editing. But this is just going to be a bunch of censorship, which I can do in, in silence. So, so I'll have time to sit down and watch this. The movie is two hours. That's yeah. I don't have those. I'm going to just do what I have for now. Okay. I, I've got a I've got a kid coming in two months. So oh, yeah, I understand. I don't want to I don't want to throw money at stuff if I if I can help it. Uh, but for now, let's just do this, and we'll get through. Uh, we'll get through the the TV collection and the OVA collection. Uh, these are the original things that were released by Sentai. If there's more to it than that, we're going to just do that. Maybe, maybe for the next one. Okay. All right. Well, see you later, people. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you, Duo, for stopping in. Uh, and I'm sorry that we got you so <laughs> we got you so worked up on uh, on Death Note that. Uh, yeah, thank you for that, joining us. Yeah, that was a lot of uh, fun. You're welcome. Anyway, it was, um, nice talking about it. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I'm I'm going to I'm going to find a way for you to watch Monster, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna. I gotta, now I just want to watch Monster before the next podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll hit you up with some with some stuff. But thanks again for stopping by, and uh, let's get the date for the next podcast. It will not be. It will not be next week. It will be the week after. And by the way, I just want to mention that. Wait a minute. There we go. Okay, so not the 4th, but this, the 11th. And I just want to mention that my wife is scheduled. What? Uh, August 10th. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm looking at I was going down from the mm -hmm. date it is, but you're right. It's Friday. Yeah, uh, yeah when is she due? Um, okay, so we, we had an emergency C-section with our first kid. Uh, mm -hmm. because uh, her amniotic fluid got too low and they don't know why that happened. So it's safer for her to just get another C-section. So we are scheduled for September 27th, which very conveniently is on one of our off weeks. So yeah. the 21st... Um, I think that's when I go to AWA. Okay, well, the, the 21st and the 5th, I should still... We, we probably won't have to... Um, reschedule or anything so we should still be good so i just wanted to give you a heads up ahead of time anyway uh thank you guys for for sticking with us this far i know these podcasts keep getting longer we really need to um, figure out a way to to prevent that from happening but um thanks for checking it out do again thank you for uh thank you for for stopping in and we'll see you guys um in the next one not next week but the week after take it easy see you later yeah